0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Week in League, Julia Gillard makes a cynical grab for the This Week in League power base by fucking Tom off.
0: Rugby League hits the big time by enlisting the Johnny Cochran of drug cheat exposing lawyers.
1: The NRL release a new State of Origin app allowing New South Wales supporters to piece together game footage and pretend that they actually win.
0: And we preview all of the action for round 12 of the 2013 NRL season.
1: All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 122 of this week in League. On Nate? and I'm Glenn. Okay, this week uh, a bunch of housekeeping stuff and feedback and things like that that we got from our listeners. Now, the first one I want to take issue with listener Trotters at Devonhead Trotters, as he's affectionately known uh, on this show and and well, uh, on, and not on really Twitter. Affectionately, but he's so mean. Mainly because he's, he's a cock. He's so mean to people. No, not people, just him. So anyway, I got a, I got a. a I mean, it was it was a mock angry tweet, but, you know, just from, from his wife on Twitter, having a go, because his three-year-old daughter started dropping fuck bombs and shit. Do you know what she attributes that to? Her listening to This Week in League, because fucking Trotters left it on while he was, you know, doing whatever he was doing, going about his day, mm. with fucking three-year-old daughter. I mean... You know, I painstakingly put the explicit tag on every week. Yes. MA15 plus every week on iTunes. Which
0: clearly can't read.
1: What in the actual fuck are you doing playing this show to a fucking three-year-old?
0: I think it's time that everyone came clean. Um, clearly, that young girl is not Trotter's daughter. And uh, clearly, has no regard for her future. I because just... there's some sort of seedy undertale of of the Trotter's family that no one's fucking talking about. Um you know, I mean, you've got some skeletons in your closet, let's not go try and drag us into it. I just, I
1: remember when... I think it's
0: disgusting, quite frankly.
1: At the end of the first season, like at the end of every season, we have like the Twillies and everything, we have like a, a bit of a, a listener survey thing as well, to, you know, what are we doing on the show that you like, and what are we don't like, you know, any th- ideas, you know, we, we think of doing this, how about that? Mm. And at the end of that question is a demographic question, in that survey is a demographic question that sort of, you know, groups, age groups and stuff like that, you know, like Thirteen to seventeen or whatever, blah, You know, our but,
0: stats our, our stats aren't great for three year olds. I remember. Fairly low. Well, we
1: don't go that low, so that's one thing. But the thing is that I Way to shoot me. I remember it? at the end of the first at the end of the first time we did that survey, we saw like you know ten percent of the people were in like you know thirteen to seventeen age group. And I was thinking, You're I remember mortified. I remember thinking, fucking thirteen year olds got no business listening to their shit. Exactly. And now I'm kind of you know I'm kind of cool with it. But now three year olds. <laughs> I will never be cool with three-year-olds listening to this show. So pull your head in, everybody, and and the This Week sense. in League,
0: and it has an explicit tag. Not This Week in Shit Parenting. <laughs> this week, bacon-flavored tag. This week,
1: this week in Wiggles, or uh, This Week in Yo Gabba Gabba. No. No. Idiot. Just don't. Um... Now we had a, had an had altercation. It wasn't of our uh, of our creation. Uh, well, it kind of was. Go Storm One on Twitter at g o s t o r m one. Found out it's actually a female. I thought it was a guy because you know what a foul mouth fucking jerk that bitch is. But um,
0: yeah, I, I can be a foul mouth jerk too, Nathan. Let's not get too had,
1: judgmental. We had a listener just make a sarcastic joke about you know basically slamming Danny Weedler essentially, and um, this person saw it. Maybe I retweeted it. I can't remember. No, it. I retweeted it. You retweeted it. it, yeah. And so they've seen it because they were at the time of following us. Of course, not now. Now we're blocked. But uh, at the time they're following us, and uh, and they've hacked up and said, you know, th- took it as being real. And this is on the day when that uh, that uh, military guy in, in England got uh, hacked up by him those a Yeah, and he got hacked up by those uh, um, two dudes, which is so, tragic. It wasn't we trying to make
0: light of that. No, in fact, the uh, retweet had. Absolutely no
1: relevance to that incident. No, at no, all. no, but this person, Ghost Storm 1, came in and was like, Oh, you know, someone's got, you know, hacked to death by blah, blah, and you're fucking worried about this. Someone getting cut off in traffic. Someone getting cut off in traffic because the joke was something like, you know, that someone from East cut off someone in traffic and, you know, that was yeah. Danny Wheeler's exclusive, exclusive kind of thing. And so then Glenn, you know, without any semblance of. Courtesy or politeness, basically said, you know, you're a fucking idiot. It was a fucking joke. You know, if you can't, you know, unfollow if you can't fucking deal with that sort of thing." And didn't well, that j-
0: wasn't my exact words, but it was something as equally as brutal as that.
1: It was pretty. It was pretty brutal. And it's that. So they started going off, and so I thought, I just oh,
0: thought, what a fucking moron. Yeah, if, if you, you couldn't read it, that. And know that it was tongue-in-cheek. Like, what fucking rock have you just been washed out from under,
1: you idiot? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And exactly. Shut I,
0: up and fuck off, which uh, was my exact point.
1: And I, and I did I did agree 100% with your point, but then this, she started going spastic and like like she was going to have a fucking brain aneurysm. And so I thought, okay, I'll Nelson Mandela on my way into this motherfucker. And I was also like, look, I understand what you're saying. My co-host may have been harsh in his assessment of you.
0: Yeah, which I thought was fairly weak on your... Yeah,
1: and then I I proceeded to say in the same tweet, but you're carrying on like a fucking pork chop. (laughs) And then, oh, well, whatever you said may have been brutal, but my innocuous pork chop statement, holy shit. You know, I don't know if it was like a... I do not i d I don't I don't know what was but but then it's just started going off, you know, calling you pus nutted half wit. Fucking <laughs> at least I've got a real job and all caps clearly
0: of, we you know, we do this for a living.
1: Yeah, we do this for a living and 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 because we do it's not a real job either because yeah, you know, for whatever reason but I know.
0: missed a lot of the fallout after my initial um flaming moment. Yeah. Where I um I did slam her fairly harshly. Yeah,
1: you just fucking threw, threw a flashbang through the door and just walked away. I and and then I, I was, had to storm the place. I just, and i kill everyone inside.
0: <laughs> I was busy um, working my job that wasn't real, apparently. And um, I caught the fallout later, and it was quite entertaining, I
1: have to say. Not
0: just for me, but for a lot of the uh, listeners slash... Uh, Followers of the show on Twitter.
1: I mean, I was, I was retweeting selected statements from this person because I knew what had happened. I knew that our listeners would jump in there and start slamming as well, which they did, which is great.
0: And, and we actually got compared to the uh, the murderers of the uh, British soldier. Yeah, we which actually... Which I thought was um, fucking ridiculous, actually. Yeah. And um, Mick Tracy actually pointed that out. Now, I've slammed that motherfucker so many times on this show, mm-hmm. mercilessly. And I'll probably do it again sometime in this show. It, in this episode, rather. Um, but he jumped in and said, Now you've just been a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, yeah. in not so many words. That's in Glen talk. Um, and, you know, comparing them to <laughs> jihadists I like, who just butchered a soldier is probably a little bit harsh.
1: I like the one where they said, uh, where, where they tweeted Twitter. They said, Hey, yeah. Twitter, you should just ban this account this week because they're jerks or, you know, or something like that. Yeah. And then, and then, and sweet B jumps in and says... Yeah. He did a bit of
0: a hiku haka <laughs>
1: yeah, And he's just going in and going, i oh, fuck. I run Twitter. <laughs> yeah, right, can, Twitter I yeah, can I Twitter. be your <laughs> It was great. But it was, it was a lot of fun and uh, and the people enjoyed it and that's what we do it for. We do it for exactly you, guys. Right. We, do, you know, we, we, we. No, just no. In.
0: I, my initial tweet was to actually tell that person to fuck off because yeah. they were a dickhead. Yeah, and and it, just much as I would if I encountered that person in day-to-day real life, as I do quite often, it gets me into trouble and people get offended. But... I do have a bad habit of telling people they're dickheads. You got a bad temper. You got anger issues. I don't really. I just have a zero tolerance
1: policy for morons. Yeah. Yeah. And I was and I was prepared to try and like smooth it over a little bit. Perhaps I shouldn't have called him a fucking pork chop. Maybe subconsciously I was trying to get an egg <laughs> on her because I had a fucking I had a ball. I mean, I love I love fucking surgically removing people from Twitter. I love it. I fucking love it. <laughs> it's good times. It's 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 fucking great times. And um, and if you can't take a joke, yeah, you're probably following the wrong account. And uh, needless to say, that's not an option anymore because I think we're pretty much blocked. And uh, you know, good. Yeah, unfortunate. Best Friday ever. <laughs> Best <laughs> Thursday ever. Whenever it happened. <laughs> now we put it out to you guys. Uh, the worst buy ever. I'm sad to say that um, didn't really. Get many T-Rexes in there. No. And maybe it's because he's like out of sight, out of mind, because he's injured at the moment. Maybe that, that you know, worked to his benefit. But, um, yeah, surprise. But we did get a couple of common ones. Um, BeerBoy182, among others as well, uh, came out with the... Uh, uh, JR underscore Buff came out as well with uh, Greg Smith, NFL to the Knights. Jeff Fennick to the Eels. Carl Webb, Chris Walker, faderira triple non-threat to the Eels. Uh, we got uh, CA Photo Ten said uh, the worst buy in history, boys. Garrick Morgan, former Wallaby, that went to the Crushers. Hash Blair like hashtags in decline. Um, Andy Kinsey came what? out. Yeah, I know, I know. Just just because Garrick Morgan's as bad as Adam Blair. That's all. <sighs> uh, Matt Orford's stint at the Raiders. That's uh, that we got that a lot too. Um, Nismo Raiders, a Canberra fan, obviously came out and said worst buy of all time. I see your Adam Blair and remind you of the Canberra Raiders, Canberra Raiders and the failed Matt Orford experiment. Uh, Berkeley Eagle uh, busted out one of my favourites, Chris Bailey. Certainly one of the worst buys that Manly have had. But then yeah, yeah, again, absolutely. Manly had some terrible fucking buys in the early 2000s as well, and we didn't have the money for anything better. Mm-hmm. I remember like Grant Wooden and and uh, Gary Winter, who was like, he was touted, he was a guy that had just got out of jail for murder. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, weakest piss on the field, though. I like...
0: I like Greg Smith
1: he's got to be up there Greg Smith has got to be out I mean I think if only
0: for his his treachery and his uh, clandestine ways of trying to convince people he was in the NFL which is the biggest fucking sport on the planet yeah. and no
1: one had ever heard of him and the, 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 he's and one of the most verifiable put things to the you know that you could actually check up on I mean yeah, you know
0: the, no one at the Newcastle Knights thought you know what, let's check this guy out
1: no no uh, Shagger 113 said Matt Orford to the Raiders and Freak09 came out with one that we didn't get from anyone else. Tony to the Broncos. From memory, he lasted a season and hardly got onto the field due to injury. Yeah, I remember that. NRL's worst buy. Now, we got uh, an email from... Uh, it's uh, Tall Hayden on Twitter. And uh, obviously, 140 characters weren't anywhere near enough for him in this case. Uh, and um, he's gone, Hey guys, the worst buy in history, it's not Adam Blair, I swear. So this player had represented their country at international level. Not Adam Blair. He'd been a major part of a premiership winning team. Not Adam Blair. Part of a team that won the minor premiership multiple times. It's not Adam Blair. He'd been under scrutiny for illegal tactics. It's not Adam Blair. Was signed to bring aggression and aggro to the team. It's not Adam Blair. He was signed by the West Tigers. It's not three Adam three Blair. Here. Yeah. It sounds like Adam Blair, but it's not. It's stick a finger in my ass at John Hopoate. The former international, former New South Wales representative, former premiership winning and multiple minor premiership winning player. The player who was one year, only one try off being the top try scorer. The notorious hard man was a dud buy in history when he was signed by the West Tigers. Not only did he fail to make a positive impact on the field, scoring only five tries in 2000. He
0: made a positive impact on some people's sphincters.
1: He managed. Well, you say people from numerous people from prostate cancer, I imagine. He managed to damage the reputation of a club so bad that there were calls for the team to be kicked out of the NRL. He gained international spotlight and negative press for the Tigers in the NRL. He divided the team, caused disharmony, and managed to only play five games in 2001 after being banned for sticking his finger into the arse of opposing players. (laughs) The Tigers probably spent more on legal defense for this moron in the time he was there than they do for Adam Blair's contract. To top it off, he was re-signed by Manley, played Reggie's after his suspension, and topped the comp for meters game. Jesus. He, he then goes on to have a son who can actually play and doesn't get him to sign with the Tigers. John Hoplade is the worst buy in history. Well done, West Tigers recruitment.
0: I don't know what to say to that. He makes a compelling argument. He, he certainly does. So yeah. just to clarify, it's definitely not Adam Blair.
1: No, but it it's sort of. I mean, when you see the parallels with Adam Blair and Wadi you go, "Oh yeah, wow." Adam Blair really is shit. <laughs> and you know, if we ask this question, you know, if we if we this show is still going in ten years' time, we ask the question. I am pretty sure Adam Blair would be getting the same sort of material as I uh, as uh, Greg Smith. I'd say. <laughs> Jeez, that's a half call on Greg Smith. <laughs> well, you know, he wasn't he wasn't very good. He wasn't very good. He at wasn't all.
0: very good at rugby league, which was unfortunate because he was trying to be a professional rugby league player.
1: Now, for some reason, we got a lot of feedback on last week's episode. Some selected stuff uh, we had uh, from Matt McLeod, who is, was, uh, strangely enough, at Matt McLeod on Twitter. Mm, surprised he spelled it right. You two are a pair of idiots, but Captain Murderbit was hilarious. Well done. Oh, he's complimenting us. It's Thank a you. compliment, so you fucking accept it. It'd be nice. Uh, we got um, CJ Dixon. What happened to Twill underscore quotes? Probably because you haven't said anything funny in weeks. Hash gronks.
0: Let's block that, fuckhead. He's right up the category of Ghost Storm
1: 1. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's actually in a world of hurt at the moment. Good. He had a bet on the weekend. Um, he's, a, he's a Parramatta supporter. He had a bet with uh, MUP, who's, you know, leading contender for oh, Rock of the year. Mm. Titans fan. And their bet was that the points Shit difference... Shit fan, if I remember correctly. Yeah, well, the points difference between uh, the Gold Coast and Parramatta, for that <sighs> many days, the loser would have to have a club logo as their display picture on on Twitter.
0: Oh, Jesus, that got beaten by a thousand.
1: Yeah, so he's got it until like July. I think he's got it until the 3rd of July. So, literally, the 4th of July is Independence Day for him this year. <laughs> but that's a long fucking time to lose a bet. I mean, just you wouldn't think you're going to get flogged by 40. That's the
0: sort of bet I'd agree to and yeah. lose. Yeah.
1: Uh, Benny27. I've now become a fan of the podcast at TWI League. These two blokes are funny, but still good for proper NRL talk. Hashtags in decline. How quick the young ones learn. I'm so proud. <laughs> uh, X Andrew John X. Thank you for joining ex- us. Now, fuck off. <laughs> X Andrew John X. Thanks for another great show. Hash best NRL podcast. Hash fuck Melbourne. Hash tigers in decline. Gotta love that. Joey. Really. Love your work, Joey. I
0: don't have to. I don't have to love it. And I won't love it. I refuse to love it, Nathan.
1: And, uh, yeah. So, then. On, uh, on Facebook. Matt Boyle, who um, long-term listeners will remember as a guy that did uh, the ESL wrap-up back in the day. Mm. Uh, you
0: might remember him talking like a fuckhead. And not being able to understand him. Needing an interpreter.
1: Gave us a present for you. Oh. After all that filth. Hillbilly haiku. Blakely is confused. The Tigers are in decline. But refs cheat cowboys. I think there's something in that for all of us. Don't you? Don't you?
0: Um, yeah. I, I don't have any witty limericks this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you used up far more, than far more poetry skills than you ever possessed <laughs> in one week. Okay, uh, no one actually slamming the clock because you know either they they're too scared to, or they just fucking love the clock.
0: Let's call it the Ghost Storm One Memorial Timepiece.
1: The thing is, I think we've we've finally won people over. It hurt at first; it was uncomfortable at yeah. first for them. Yeah, they love it, but now they love a bit of clock. <laughs> they love they bang up for the clock. The longer the clock is, the better they love it. And like you know, they've, they've 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 become used to it now. They 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 become more accommodating to the clock. Yes. And just...
0: <laughs> some people are asking whether it's a black clock.
1: <laughs> and that's officially the end of that <laughs> sequence. <laughs> here we go. Story came out that I saw uh, in the in the news today that uh, Mel Meninga tried to brainwash Blake Ferguson into playing for Queensland. And subsequently, realised
0: Blake Ferguson does not have a brain.
1: The, uh, the story went that uh, that Blake Ferguson was born in Sydney. He um, played all his football in Sydney. At one stage, I think he, at least he or maybe his you know, other brothers and sisters were removed by docks and they were placed somewhere in northwestern New South Wales, a place called Wellington, I believe. That's in
0: Queensland.
1: Apparently. Um, the only possible connection he has to Queensland is that his uh, natural father is in Townsville he or He clearly like doesn't that. have a lot to do with him. Exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, Mel Meninga tried to tell him that, you know, he could be the next Greg Inglis and just fucking skirt the thing and, you know, because he became a mentor back in the, I think he played for like a President's whatever that Mal was a coach of back in the, well, the Prime Minister's 13 or something back in the day that Mal was a coach of or something and that uh, he became a mentor to him and he's, he's sure shoulder crime. crying. It's just Mal and, being
0: a wag, whoops. trying to have a laugh. Well, it's a funny man.
1: Yeah, oh, he's, he's fucking, a jolly fruiter. Yeah, huh? he's he's hilarious.
0: He's a jolly fruiter.
1: I'll never forget the footage of him in the dressing rooms at halftime in his coaching Canberra, where he was kicking fucking eskies across the room. You remember that?
0: He was trying to get rid of the rats yeah. and the filth. And I'll
1: and I'll uh, and, and I'll never forget his uh, his wonderful forty-two second or whatever political career. <laughs> and speaking of Captain Murder, <laughs> you know, Mal's got a connection to <laughs> there's murder in his family too. We're not going to bring that up. Okay. Thank um, you. Matty Bowen is going to miss up to six weeks after a knee injury. He had some surgery today, as we record the show. Uh, Gavin Cooper, he's gone for three as well with a knee injury.
0: So, what does that mean for Matty Bowen? We're into round twelve. He hasn't been very
1: good this year to start with.
0: So, that's going to be round eighteen before he comes back.
1: Playing for a contract?
0: Well, there's already talk that they're not that they they're not talking. If they're not talking by now. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's talk what I mean. When he's going on a six-week break, well, I don't mean
1: he's playing for a contract with the Cowboys. I mean he's playing for his yeah. his future somewhere, whether it's in England or whatever.
0: You'd think that's where he's going to likely
1: end up. You would think he could fucking carve up in England for a year at least and get like a nice super payout. Well, you look at Sam Tompkins, Yeah, who's
0: universally regarded as one of the greatest Englishmen. Yeah, to ever lace a boot, and quite frankly, I mean, every time he's come up against Australia, he's done three parts of fuck all, mm-hmm. mainly because he's scared. Um, Matt Bowen has got Sam Tompkins for pace, footwork, defensive ability, and uh, generally is an overall better human, mainly because he's not English.
1: Yeah, apart from the whole DM thing on Twitter.
0: Well, yeah, there's that, which is a little bit of a sordid undertale that we heard about. Um, but, yeah, Matty Bowen, England. That's where I think he'll be next year. Probably at Salford. Okay. Salford. Salford.
1: Cool. He probably he probably performed very well at Salford. In fact,
0: I think Matt Bowen will go to Salford.
1: Matty Bowen will go to Salford, or he will fucking.
0: I could fucking keep this up all or, night. Or fuck, or his all fucking night, plane
1: will ditch in the ocean before he gets there. But there is no such fucking place called Salford in the fucking world. It's a
0: fucking in- English
1: language, <laughs> Governor. <laughs> fucking Jesus Christ. Okay, um. Just as before we started recording tonight, uh, the Mole, a.k.a. Tony Adams, uh, from Rugby League Week. Uh, really? So, yeah. I didn't know that. Sure. Well, there no, no. you know. Breaking. You just added him. Sorry, I thought everyone knew. Tony Adams, Rugby League Week. Breaking. Three people have now told Molly that Benji was at the Bulldogs today. Hmm. And I saw a follow-up tweet later Saying that he had heard, then, you know, as he started to investigate, he was there to see the doctor, you know, f- uh, for a second opinion or some, you know, advice on his turf toe condition. Well, makes sense.
0: I mean, the dogs are obviously, you know, leaders in the field of turf toe. I mean, how many Bulldogs players about turf toe? Zero. Because you know what? Leaders in the field. Benji's just shot straight to the top.
1: Could you imagine Benji at the dogs, External.
0: Though? Oh, fucking please. Benji's a tiger for life. Albeit on a much-reduced fucking figure than what he was hoping he get I say a month ago.
1: His, he's cost himself $2 in a month, I reckon. <laughs> that's worse than, like, you know, some yeah, that's worse than, you know, like, Russell Crowe gambling debt kind of money.
0: Look, I still think Benji will sign with the Tigers. And quite frankly, I still think he'll get the money that they were initially talking about, which is kind of a bit ridiculous. Um,
1: I think it's a cent over three I'll tell you one thing that's not going to gonna happen, off.
0: and that's that Benji's going to pull on a Bulldogs jumper.
1: Fuck, it'd be funny if you did, though. You'd laugh and laugh, and you'd laugh too with me because the tigers would start to fucking move up the table, and the bulldogs would move down, and we'd oh, the, fucking the, the mirth, the mirth, Glenn. I tell you. Imagine you'd you, be upset at Marshall the start.
0: throwing, running across field, and throwing like under under ball, fucking hospital. Sorry, under. what well, you know that fucking second man play where he runs and the winger's a bit confused. He doesn't know whether to stay out or go under him. T-Rex out there having a bludge on the wing. Sees Benji running across the field in his direction going, oh, this is all too fucking hard. Just what think, am I going to do?
1: It doesn't matter. Bro. It doesn't matter. Like It could be T-Rex out there. It could be Bo Ryan. It could be fucking Korobiti. It doesn't. It could be Wolfman Williams. It doesn't fucking matter when the ball's getting past two meters above your head. Unless you're Edric Lee and you're that tall. Maybe that's what they need to do. They need to find <laughs> put him on the outside. Because honestly, it it does it just doesn't matter who it is otherwise at all. Um,
0: Maybe it could be Wolfman Williams because he normally sits fucking in the third row of the grandstand because he's always injured. He'd probably catch Benji's passes.
1: Yeah, yeah. But he's what, what he, he was injured when he scored, what was it, two tries a weekend? We'll get to that. Now, origin size, That's the big news story of the week, of course. we come to that time of year. Joyous, joy time of year. Um... Well, the origin side's been named, uh, just quickly, New South Wales Blues. Well, the initial an, uh, announcement, anyway. I mean, we've had the withdrawal of, you know, the happy withdrawal of Kurt Gidley. But New South Wales, as they were named, Jared Hayne, Brett Morris, Michael Jennings, Josh Morris, Blake Ferguson makes his debut, Maloney makes his debut, Mitchell Pearce, Paul Gallen, Robbie Farrar, James Tamau, Ryan Hoffman returns, Luke Lewis and Greg Bird. feeder debuting off the interchange, Trent Merrin returns, Watmo returns, Gidley was named, he's injured. And New South Wales rejoiced, in joyous joy. They really did, because he's fucking horrible, and everyone knows it. And Queensland, there was a there was like a, a massive like, oh, fuck, because they realised for once they'd be playing seventeen men. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, uh, now word is, I mean, I don't think it's been officially announced uh, as we we're recording the show, but I, I, I did hear that um, Josh Reynolds and uh, John Sutton we're being brought into squad with no decision at this stage as to who the, the uh, person would be. I honestly wish they had have gone another way. I wish they had have brought uh, Tim Grant in. He, has that, he seems to have that attitude where he hates Queenslanders and he's a, he's a big boy and there's not a lot of size in there as it is. And I think, you know, someone like Luke Lewis and Greg Bird, they could, you know, be more utility and filler in any places they need to. I mean, they couldn't cover a fullback injury, but, you know...
0: I mean, fuck if you have to go into a game on the you know, with someone covering
1: every position on the field or whatever, yeah. yeah.
0: Like, at the end of the day. Exactly. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like shit happens and players get injured. But if you're going into a game going, well
1: Expecting to need to cover.
0: You know, if your fullback goes down, uh, you know, we should probably have a fullback on the bench. Like fuck yeah, off. You yeah. need four forwards. Yeah. Or maybe three big forwards and and a utility. Yeah to cover maybe a fucking hooking role, if you're going to split the hooking role and give a different dimension from there. Yep. Um, yeah. So the whole Gidley being such a fabulous utility just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. If you're going to have that utility role, you'd probably have a
1: Reynolds. And quite frankly, he's fucking garbage anyway.
0: Yeah, well, he's not a very good footballer. I don't understand how he keeps getting a run. He's universally regarded as, as somewhat of a fucking god around Newcastle, Um and just even the coverage last night. Well, yes, everyone knows what Kirk Giddley brings to, a, to an origin side uh, with his competitiveness. Two fifths of um, fuck all. I'm like, D- really? Nothing. He I'll brings- tell you what Kirk Giddley's brought to origin sides for the last seven years defeat. Fucking comprehensive and fucking crushing defeat.
1: Exactly. And, so um, you're
0: right, everyone does know what he brings to it. He still gets picked.
1: And everyone celebrated, as much as they celebrated about Shut the... the uh, fuck up, Gaznia. ...about the demise of Kurt Gidley, those celebrations. It was like the fucking end of Return of the General. I don't even the know York's if it was Gaznia.
0: D- I'm pretty sure it wasn't, but he annoys me with every word that he speaks, so I'm mm-hmm. just going to lump
1: him in there. Could be, I and he's a bit of a fuckwit too. Um, but the one that slipped under the radar, Ben Cray. Gorski. Wow. Well, now that is something worth celebrating. New South Wales have taken... The softest parts out of their side. Look, <laughs>
0: the the only the only selection that matters is the selection of R Farah in the number nine jersey in his rightful place. The guy who, the lost the, the, who lost who lost
1: the series for the New South Wales last year with his game three. What's the opposite of heroics?
0: Um, I don't know. Blair, Whatever the opposite of his Blair, game two ga- game Blair, was.
1: Blair Blair, o- Blair heroics. <laughs> right,
0: he made one error and made six hundred tackles.
1: Um, yeah, and um, and that error was the fucking game-losing error. No. Nathan, I just... I was fucking there. I think I remember. You, you were weren't there with there. Me.
0: You were standing in Caxton Street watching it with me. Yeah, we were both and there watching it. blind. I was blind. I didn't have any Robbie made one error at the end when the game was already uh, well within Queensland's grasp. And, and uh, tied. I think you're... Uh, <laughs> I think you've been <laughs> far too harsh on the man that made, you know put aside the tragedy of his mother's passing and made, you know, give or take, I can't remember the exact figure, I'm pretty sure it was about 5,000 tackles in game two, uh, to to single-handedly deliver victory for New South Wales. Ultimately, it wasn't enough because he didn't have enough players in the team that were willing to to put in for another game and give them two victories, which would give them a series win, Nathan. Could you imagine that? New South Wales winning a series. Can't. I can't. It doesn't make any sense to me. I've never seen it. You know, th- there's children, there's children I was watching. walking the streets, Nathan, entering, you know, like the formative years of their, of their education, they've never encountered a New South Wales origin victory. So? Just saying.
1: Who fucking cares? <laughs> there's kids walking around the streets that haven't seen a West Tigers premiership. <laughs>
0: There's kids. Your points lost on me, Nathan. I don't understand what you're talking about. Let's move on to the next point, shall we?
1: There's kids walking around Ooh, the streets. A state of origin app. Hang on. There's kids walking the I'm streets. Still making a point. All of my kids haven't seen West Tigers even fucking successful. They've barely seen them in the finals. And well, you know I think what? Your children need to pay more and, attention, and you know, Nathan. And you know what? It and, doesn't. And I
0: need. I think they need to adjust their perception of success.
1: But this is the This, need this, to do. But this That's is the key point. But, but what I'm saying is, despite that. I don't think that as fuck will do with their life in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. Um, I was watching some Origin highlights um, through the week just to get just to get interested in Origin again because I always find before it I'm kind of like, oh, you know, I'm fucking manly players getting sucked out of the side, and I just want manly to win. And then people,
0: but then it started like then it just, cats on but, then,
1: but then you start to get, you know, then then people start to get fired, and you're like, yeah, fuck, all right, I'm starting to feel it now. I'm feeling it. Watch the. <laughs> Luke O'Donnell, fucking, was it 2011 highlights? Killing Pooh. 2010. That was absolutely... The original
0: Captain Murder.
1: That was fucking some of the best shit I've ever seen in my life and I had almost completely forgotten about it but this somebody come in and just got, was it fucking Cronk or was it, and just, it was Slater He just fucking dumped him straight in his head. <laughs> straight away in the game. Oh, and I laughed at I laughed it was so funny and I thought, like, this guy why couldn't you play better man like what, when you I mean that's the kind of guy you need like a dude that just doesn't give a fuck because origin's got pretty much got diplomatic immunity to a certain extent of you know what you can get away with and um like you know, like remember mark guy back in the day did he get one week for that game where he like he, flying elbow um peter jackson <laughs> flying elbow paul hoff <laughs> knocked all those motherfuckers out like that that shit that, that shit's fucking for me that that's awesome origin shit Brett white fucking oh, man it got, me, it got me fired up, though, and I, I think Luke O'Donnell should be brought into camp just to, just to, you know, they talk about, you know, putting the passion and all that stuff just in. Just teach murder. That guy, seriously, like, he he fucking hates Queensland. <laughs> it's like with a white hot rage. He just hates people. Oh, Luke O'Donnell. Yeah, maybe. You
0: know what he needs to do? He needs to do, get around with his shirt off more. That'll make people around him happy.
1: He's your favourite non-Polynesian.
0: Motherfucker's carved out of granite.
1: If caramel was... If they were out of caramel and you had to go vanilla... If you absolutely had to go <laughs> had vanilla... To,
0: if... If... All, and there was no couriers available to bring more caramel and the caramel trucks had run dry...
1: <laughs> Luke O'Donnell would get the call <laughs> And up. the NATO
0: forces hadn't in, invaded some faraway land with like some surplus supply of underground caramel and I had to go to vanilla. Luke O'Donnell's my man. Oh,
1: fucking thirsty bitch, Glenn. Um, now... <laughs> Queensland, Billy Slater, Darius. The Queensland, there's very, 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 very few surprises. Billy Slater, Darius Boyd, Greg Inglis, Justin Hodges, Brent Tate, Jonathan Thurston, Cooper Cronk, Matt Scott, Cameron Smith, David Shillington, Sam Thiday, Nate Miles, Ashley Harrison. There's not a fucking surprising thing there. Uh, then we've got the interchange. Corey Parker, arguably a little bit touch surprising. Ben Teo, now he could be. There's, there has been he talked that be, He, he could get. He, yeah, he's, well, yeah, that's in Queensland, though. But, um, you know, he's obviously had a little bit of an, bit of an issue which could seem removed from as the side depending on how it goes. I don't think did it'll happen. Did he play but...
0: last year? Did he get a run last year? Last Didn't game? He? I think he, I
1: I did he? I think he did. I think uh, he did. Uh, Matt, now what is this Matt Gillett shit going on at the moment? Gillett. Gillett Apparently Gillett. that's how
0: he wants it pronounced.
1: Dude's been playing for three or four years and all of a sudden, uh, it's, it's fucking jarring. Who the
0: fuck does he think he is?
1: Well, I, you'd think that he this would... Is, this is a worse travesty than on and Rocker. Well, I don't think it's a travesty. I just think that why wouldn't I mean like they've been trying that Rocco shit since day one, like so they've 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 had a story and they've stuck to it. I mean they're wrong. It's out, but
0: what is Gillette, said?
1: Gillette's been Gillette for fucking years.
0: It's pronounced exactly the same as razors, and pronounced exactly the same. At, no, it's not. That's <laughs> we it? go. It's that? fucking Gillette.
1: It's, it's it's going to be. I'm to keep calling Gillette because I, I think it's just the a guy serious. that I. I you know. It I, renders people's banners fucking ridiculous now. And now they can't have that banner that says, you know, Gillette the best ma- the best a man can get. No, no, it's Gillette. it has got nothing to do with the razors, motherfucker. Gillette It's Gillette.
0: As hot as a skillet. Doesn't have the same sort of fucking effect, yeah. does it?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Meanwhile I can't spell. Anyway, <laughs> Michael Gillette, former uh half back superstar for the Bauman Tigers slash West Tigers in their film reviews, um, a gentleman that I used to work with back in the day and um very, very. Uh, Fuck, he would have got sick of you. Very humble man. Fuck, I used to be mouthy, <laughs> but I used to jump to his defence when people. Yeah, this is the thing. This is in the Super League. You know, he was in playing for Balmain in the in the midst of the Super League sort of dealio. and um, so he was semi-professional. So he was mm-hmm. working a day job. Yep. And then going to training of an afternoon, and um, and you get customers who obviously knew who he was, et cetera. Yep. And, and then suppliers that we used to interact with. And they'd ring up and bag the fuck out of him about how he played on the weekend. Fuck. And I used to take great offence to that. And they'd get on the phone. and like, yeah, what about Mick? driving that ball. And fuck, I used to fly up. And he's like, you don't have to do that, mate. I said, I oh, know, I don't. And But I just get a little bit fiery, Michael. <laughs> just get a little bit angry. I've got this white-hot rage inside me that just burns. <laughs> and I need to let it out. Otherwise... I don't know what will happen. Do do, do you want some of this? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, but anyway, his surname is pronounced the same, Gillette.
1: There you have it. Gillette. Apparently went to Wally Lewis and said that's how it's pronounced, mate. And didn't go to anyone else and everyone's just taking Wally's word for it. This is a guy that's had fucking part (laughs) of his brain cut out. You know, maybe a little bit more, more fucking discretion, you know, maybe take into account, you know, your source. That's all I'm saying. You know, think of the source of your information. Just think, yeah, I mean, you know, he's actually had some of his brain removed um, and I'm not even being funny. <laughs> so fucking settle down. Chris McQueen. You're going to change. How about that?
0: Um, I like him as a player. I saw a funny tweet saying, is he going to get his Queensland number tattooed on his other neck? <laughs>
1: Well, this is the 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 thing with McQueen is, I mean, it was obviously you know Greg Inglis always gets a run, so is this Queensland pandering to fucking South Sydney Rabbitohs? Uh, how about sure I selected someone?
0: How about Chris McQueen's loyalty to South Sydney and the, and his love for the club? I mean, I have to give him a rap. Like, how many players go and they get their club number tattooed on them? I can understand like your Australian representative number or your Queensland number. Did you ever hear the story about Brent Tate with his Queensland tattoo? No. He and his dad went to a tattooist to get matching Queensland tattoos with his Queensland player number on it. Yeah. And um, Brent Tate was like, "Nah, nah, I don't think I can do it, Dad." They went there at the tattoos. Yeah. He Said, "Nah, I can't do it." His dad went through with it and got it. Got like the Queensland Q yeah. symbol with his son's player number underneath on his inside of his arm. Yeah. Brent Tate. Cap- shit, son.
1: Wow, that's fucking terrible to do that. How can you do that to your dad? That's terrible. <laughs> He's fucking killed his dad.
0: We didn't. Jeez, oh,
1: that's a <laughs> Fucking hell. Sorry, I that's... imagine a... his dad
0: was probably a little bit disappointed. I didn't think he was dead.
1: Sorry, that was, that's a movie reference, and we'll see who comes out with that one first. <laughs> <laughs> state of Origin app. There's an app, um, and uh, as the publicity would have you believe, State of Origin is about to go state of the art for the, fir- <laughs> for the first art, time. Art. For the first time, viewers will be able to get into the director's chair and tailor their own origin experience. So, Channel 9 is looking to provide ways of uh, more more innovative coverage for the series opener on June 5th. So, they have this new uh, jump-in app, it's called, which will allow viewers to access the multiple camera angles used by Channel 9. We've got an app this year that's being launched called Jump In. It allows people to cut their own pictures of the game to choose what camera angles they want, said Nine's Head of Sport, Steve Crawley. That will allow them to use state-of-the-art technology that we trialed in the Australian-New Zealand test this year. Everyone can be a director. They can cut their own pictures. They can go through Twitter or Facebook, get live stats. There'll be a great number of angles you can pick from, so you can put it together how you want to. I imagine people will have a lot of fun with that there'll be a lot of amateur video referees and stuff going on too I mean if you can get access to some yeah, camera absolutely. angles the best thing it'll be is you know when like a like a massive brawl breaks out in back play they often don't revisit how it'll you know that sort yeah, of thing yeah. but if you've got access to your other camera angles you can get back there and you like oh that's a fucker yeah that'd be good I'll be using it for sure as long mm-hmm. as it's free fucking fuck paying for it but
0: yeah, well, that's that's a very good point. Is there any indication in there? Doesn't there? say no, no, nah, nothing. Right.
1: To say. I mean, it, it it would want to be free. You, you'd think, I mean, because they obviously want people to get on board with it, and I think people it'd have to be at least free for a period of time or something like that, so that Certainly people can actually get but, it. But I
0: mean, I don't know if I'd use it. Yeah, I'm not very smart with stuff like that. I have
1: yeah. to say, I'd mess around with it, but I would just hope that there'd be something like awesome to to do, like you know, like a or something that you could frame up and you know get some angles, cut it up you awesome.
0: They then have that copter thing or the um, spider cam. Spider cam's been a little bit scarce lately.
1: I'm going to be honest, I never even I never really noticed that fucking thing when you're actually at a game, of you, you kind of notice it, but then I remember at the it was at the first game of the season mainly the Broncos mm. and I didn't even care like cuz I was focused on the field, I wouldn't really care what was happening above it. But then, you know, the guy sitting next to me, he was just like fucking things annoying the shit out of me. Like he was actually getting fired up about it. So, you know, and the Foxcopter. Yeah.
0: I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that busted out at Broncos Games, mate. Like, I saw it on Friday night. I want
1: control the Foxcopter. How about that? Drive it straight to fucking Thurston. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that.
0: Imagine if, um, if the, the cameraman or the guy with the remote control was a massive New South Wales fan and JT makes a big break, dummies, runs. Makes he got a 60, 60 metre run, <laughs> Slashes and he his looks like there's not a, no one around him, and then he just runs face first into the foxcopter.
1: <laughs> or you go like the it's like uh, it's like a two on one situation, and they got the fullback to beat or whatever, and you know the the guy with the ball, you know, he goes for the drawing pass, and then comes the helicopter, and knocks the ball down. <laughs> <laughs> Sensational.
0: I can see Robbie Farah ta- tackling the foxcopter. Yeah, he just, when he's run out of plays the tackle, will just move on to fucking Yeah.
1: Sounds like you've got, you're got you on New South Wales this year. You just want to fucking... Just, I want Robbie Farah. Yeah,
0: yeah, I can Robbie tell. Robbie Farah in a successful uh, series, albeit in defeat.
1: A successful defeat series. Well, I mean, that's the metrics that they've been working off at the club level for years now. So. <laughs> all right. Um,
0: he can play like a champion, and all the rest of the nufties can't get the job done. There's no doubt about it. He did it in Game 2 last year. 60 fucking odd tackles.
1: Champion. Matt Bell does that fucking weekly. Julia Gillard fucked off, Tom. Yes. The NRL, well, the government made the proposal, and the NRL is backed it. Uh, Juliet Gillard, Prime Minister, announced that this ban will put an end to live crosses to bookmakers and gambling representatives such as Tom Waterhouse or Matt Jenkins on or near the field of play. Nine has already had to adopt measures to distinguish Waterhouse from the commentary team during NRL matches, but viewers complain they've been bombarded by commercials for his betting company. It was revealed last week that the NRL's negotiations with Waterhouse to become the game's official gaming partner had broken down. The NRL has not pursued another betting agency to fill that role and is also reviewing its corporate partnerships with gambling operators.
0: I wonder if Tom Waterhouse took the fucking negotiations out the back behind a screen and put a bullet in their fucking head. As is his way
1: possible now the thing though the, the like that that's all well and good i mean you know the whole fuck off tom thing's really working which is fantastic it's magnificent. How, however and dave smith well it's the dave smith quote was the overwhelming sentiment is that we do not want to see betting as the primary focus of our game fans and particularly young fans should not be subject to excessive promotion of betting during matches agree 100 percent. fantastic now this is the part that i do not agree A number of well-known identities, including journalist Tracy Spicer, lawyers Chris Murphy and Adam Huda, and ABC Grandstand manager Craig Norenbergs used Twitter to hit out the promotion of Waterhouse during Friday night's broadcast of the Bulldogs-Broncos match. Seven ads and counting, hash fuck-off Tom, Spicer tweeted at one stage. Norenberg's replied to at, you know, at Spicer Tracy and Tom Waterhouse is better known in our house than Benji Marshall is that healthy the hashtag fuck off tom was trending in Brisbane during the match now i i think that's fantastic the fuck off tom's now, trending but we, did
0: you,
1: who started that in my opinion we didn't it comes, start it. no no we didn't I, start I mean, it. I, know, I, didn't. I mean I mean clearly we had, you know we played our part in popularizing it but i would attribute the start of it to it's either at mad cow's disease Or at Super Grover Four, they're the first two I saw using it, and they were talking about like the genesis, you know, of actually. To me, when it first started happening, it was one of those guys for sure. And I know that Super Grover Four also uh, made a petition online, yeah, um, about it. So, so I'd attribute it to one of those two, and I think it's ridiculous that these people like, you know, I know that
0: we we certainly grab the ball and run with it. Tracy, come lately,
1: fucking has come in here, sweeping in like you know she's some kind of fucking pioneer.
0: Hey, hey, hey. No one owns hash fuck off time.
1: I would just like to see the originators of it. Jono O and Dave maybe get some fucking coverage rather than oh, these you know fuck alleged. you
0: imagine ham getting into the fucking paper because he made a hashtag. <laughs> what about the fucking hastily cobbled together fucking mm. eye notes fucking letter that he'd write <laughs> with his ham hocks mashing away at his iPad, saying how great he was. And how great a teacher he is, and how he's got the, you know, the future of the children in his hands because he made a fucking hashtag.
1: Fair, thank fair God, enough.
0: Thank God Ms Spicer has run with it and has given it a face, Wait, albeit I'm just... a lot prettier than hash. I mean, hash. John is a dickhead at Mad Cow's disease <laughs> because, quite frankly, her face is a lot better than his.
1: I just like to see credit where it's due. That's That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying.
0: I was down on another fucking long letter.
1: Because MC Barbecue, he got on the the age website and actually he was on TV as well. Like, <laughs> I took bits of his clip. So that's sensational. But, uh, you know, well done there. Good times. Okay. Uh, the Bulldogs. Well, you know, this afternoon when I was getting some show notes together, they'd only shortlisted it, but it's since come out since we started recording that Canterbury have broken new ground and given a woman a key role in the running of an NRL club, appointing New Zealander Raylene Castle as their new chief executive. She is the chief executive of Netball New Zealand. Uh, This appointment is expected to be announced in Sydney on Wednesday afternoon, so I guess that's uh, this afternoon as you're listening to the show. Now, no woman has been an NRL club chief executive, although Liz Dawson, another Kiwi, was the chief executive of the Adelaide Rams during the 1997 Super League season. While the former NRL board and ARL commission have had female directors, it's a sort of appointment which rugby league had been accused of shying away from in terms of being an inclusive sport. Netball's increasing popularity in New Zealand has occurred on Castle's watch as she's headed up NNZ since 2007. She flew into Sydney today ahead of the announcement and has a background in sports event and corporate management and also rugby league ties as her father Bruce, captained New Zealand in one test in the 60s. So she will replace Todd Greenberg. He then moves to his post in the uh, NRL commission uh AOL commission um in july
0: we've just had women in league round mm-hmm. and we've had a lot to say about robert Louis playing in there and 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 saying that the nrl isn't really it, there's things that the nrl are doing which flies in the face of of all the positive things that happen with women in league round and i think this uh, uh posting by the bulldogs is is a strong sign that um you know as far as women in league go, I know they do celebrate a lot of the grassroots involvement um, from women that do a great job. But to see a female at the top of one of the NRL clubs is, is a really positive sign and yep. can only um, enhance the um, the profile of women in in league. And um, and hopefully there's there's more of those sorts of appointments to come. At the end of the day, the, the person that's best for the job should be uh, the one that gets the job, rather than um, selecting on gender alone.
1: Agree, agree, hundred percent. So, um,
0: yeah, I interesting. Guess, uh, you know, given the bulldogs' last Mad Monday celebrations, I would imagine it would be handled a lot differently.
1: Sounds like though that she can she can handle uh, that sort of stuff. Um, as she's unafraid to speak her mind. Earlier this year, she labelled the Australian market as chauvinistic as she battled to seal the broadcast partner for Netball's ANZ Championship. So, um, yeah, interesting, but um. Yeah, I mean it's a good move from the Dogs. I mean she seems to have the uh the credentials that you need for, you know, that sort of position, so it doesn't seem to be a token thing or, you know, anything no. like that. So i um, you know, good on her getting the role and anyone's better than Greenberg. <laughs> Scumbag.
0: Wow, you really hate that guy. Um Yeah. I'll be interested to see how she goes. Um Greenberg was obviously a um a very high profile and and very in your face um uh, sort of leader as far as the Bulldogs went. He never really shied away from the media and was quite High profile, so it would be interesting to see um, if a similar approach is taken.
1: Yeah, and uh, and I look forward to a fantastic Twitter relationship with uh, Raylene Castle as well. Unlike the relationship with Todd Greenberg, which ended suddenly when I was blocked about two days after we got on Twitter. <laughs> Next, Asada, bringing in the big guns. The world's leading anti-doping prosecutor who played a central role in the cases of Lance Armstrong and Marion Jones has joined the ASADA investigation into the use of banned substances in the NRL and AFL in a key development on Monday the, that came out. that Colorado-based sports lawyer Richard Young has been enlisted to help the doping watchdog on an ongoing basis as it prefers to enter the fifth month of its investigation without a scalp and with no conclusive end in sight. We can confirm ASADA has engaged Richard Young to assist us in our investigation, And ASADA spokesperson said. Young led the pursuit and sealed the downfall of Armstrong and prosecuted a string of other high-profile cases. He's been enlisted by Australian anti-doping officials to move their own investigation towards a successful conclusion. Um... News of his assistance more than three months after the Australian Crime Commission report on drugs, corruption and organised crime in sport landed is significant. His expertise in anti-doping field is unrivaled. Not only was he the principal draftsman of the World Anti-Doping Code, but he has an unmatched reputation as an investigator and trial lawyer in performance-enhancing drugs cases. He's also the senior prosecutor in the BALCO episode that uh, led to American Sabrina Jones being stripped of her Olympic medals. Uh, the United States Anti-Doping Agency's lawyer in the 2007 case against disgraced Tour de France winner Lloyd Landis, Floyd Landis and was USADA's lead outside lawyer on the Armstrong case. So, um, he's a fucking big deal.
0: He might have heard of him. It's kind of I hadn't deal. heard of him, but um, I have heard of
1: everything he's done. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Look, it's a, it's a pretty impressive enrolment. But, at the end of the day, if there's nothing to be investigated, I don't give a fuck how good he is.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. So, I guess we'll figure out, you know, what the the whole deal is around it. I mean, and it sounds like if, if there's anything to be found you would suspect that this guy uh, this guy would find it. And they mentioned significantly that in the Lance Armstrong case particularly, he dealt closely with witnesses who were initially unwilling to come forward and was central as several top riders lifted the lid on the seven-time Tour de France champion and the practices employed by him and his teammates. So if all they've got is, you know... Suspects and you know maybe you know circumstantial evidence and stuff like that. Mm. Then maybe he might be able to turn that and you know persuade people to turn that into something more significant that actually you know get some convictions. Well, he's got, he's got game. We'll give him that. Mm-hmm. His results uh, speak for themselves. Okay, finally, um, South Sydney fans maybe less going off. You know now they've got McQueen in the Queensland side. is of course, is always going to be selected in the Queensland side. Uh, John Sutton joining the squad whether he gets a run or not. But once again, the non selection of Nathan Merritt has become a thing. Yeah. South fans going ballistic.
0: I would have thought that his game on Monday night might have um taken care of that.
1: You'd think so. I mean Nathan Merritt is uh he's he's not a small guy, but he's a small rugby league player. And he's like he's at ninety kilos and, you know, regular kind of height probably facing up to an onslaught from Greg Inglis, his teammate, who yep. would outweigh him by about 20 kilos and and, At least. and be like 10 centimetres taller than him as well, which is, you know, significant. In I think he's
0: a great player. He's a great finisher.
1: Great try scoring um, player. Yeah. Without a doubt, he's a great attacking player.
0: And, you know, if I was selecting the New South Wales side based on form, I probably would have given him a run, but, you know, you can't. A lot of people making it about race, which I think is a little
1: bit harsh, given yeah. Laurie, Laurie Dale is Indigenous. Yeah, and he's played... He's, I mean, he's kind of playing the race card himself. I mean, and you can't do that. I mean, that's like... You know, Nathan Blacklock was a similar situation. You know? At the end of the day, I think it's got anything to do with race. I think it's got... The origin is about... Is, you know, primarily about defence. I mean, it's a, you know, much harder defensive game. The scores are, generally speaking, lower. Uh, the battles are more closely fought out, generally speaking. And you need someone... You know, when you've got guys the size of Justin Hodges, you know, Greg Inglis coming at you, you know, you need someone with a bit of size. And then the person today that they presumably selected in his place was uh, Blake Ferguson, who, you know, is almost as tall as Inglis, is almost as heavy mm. as Inglis. So it's probably a decent, you know, physical matchup.
0: Sure. Sure. Um, I don't really have a massive issue with him being left out of the site. Having said that, I probably wouldn't have... Been up in arms had he been selected, yeah. um, but the amount of bleaching that's been—I mean, you
1: know—settle the fuck down. We bring that bad boy back. Yeah, hash settle the exactly. fuck down, I Australia. mean You
0: know, Aaron Woods, possibly the informed front row of the competition, doesn't get a run. You know, you ain't see me, Karen. No. I'm just like you got to suck it up, Woodsy. It's the way it goes. <laughs> I know you'd love to be along, you know, alongside the greatest New South Wales Origin warrior. Uh, in Robbie Farah, but...
1: I'd like to think you just matured. And you, like like I have for a long time... We, we both know that does not happened to us. So. I, th- I think you, you now you realise... See, South fans, they haven't had success for a very long time, so they don't get it yet. But when your team's successful, guys... <laughs> I don't want to sound condescending, but when your team's successful, and you guys don't know anything about that just now, all right? It's just starting... To, you know, this year you're starting to figure it out a little bit. Your team, when it gets stripped of origin players... You go into games at half strength and stuff. You might not win those games. Losing sucks. Club's more important than origin. Get it through your fucking heads. It's a good thing not to have the players stripped out of the side in origin period. Trust unless me you're, on this.
0: Unless, you know, you're one of those upper echelon sides with great depth, much like the West Tigers. So, <laughs> Robbie Farrer will be taken out of the side, but he'll be replaced with a you know a player of equal ability. Who will he be replaced um, by? Uh, Gorbachev? Pasada yourself, Straight in, won't miss a beat, onto Premiership Destiny. You're welcome. <laughs> You're fucking retarded. <adored. laughs>
1: Recaps kicking off with Friday night football and shock me the Broncos involved against the doggies, but they went down on this occasion twenty-four points to fourteen in front of a okay. I will preface this by saying the conditions weren't ideal. ANZ Stadium, eleven thousand people in it, just over eleven thousand people is uh May as well be fucking empty, to be honest. Yeah. Um, okay, the Bulldogs, their 24 points came through. Tries to Ben Barber, Sam Cassiano, Aiden Tolman, and Frank Pritchard. Trent Hodkinson, four from four conversions. I'd say the Keating year is well and truly over.
0: <laughs> fucking so, it should have been. Broncos. Four time, I might add. Yeah,
1: exactly. well, we've been calling for it for years. Uh, Broncos, should've 14 points. Over
0: the days, mum and dad said, why don't you try rugby league, son? He should have said, no. I don't think I'll be very good at that, mum
1: and dad. I was going to say it should have ended. The day. No, don't. <laughs> the day I his know we can't stop decision. it.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Let's continue with the recap.
1: You know what I'm saying. Broncos 14. They're tra- going <laughs> through tries to Josh Hoffman, Jordan Cahu, Lachlan Maranta, Corey Parker, one from three. CP 13 in my super coach side. You did very, very fucking well, but geez, you know, a couple more goals wouldn't have gone Australia. <laughs> The
0: Broncos, uh, I think their lack of a really big experience meter eater in the forwards was exposed in this game. Um, Tolman, and Cassiano, Cassiano rather, um, and Graham, even Pritchard, just fucking had their way with the Broncos forward pack.
1: Yeah, uh, and... Very impressive. But even the Broncos, they, they had opportunities before the game got away from them, before that last try was scored uh, by the Doggies, and... There was I remember there was a big break up the right-hand side of the field and they immediately immediately just chucked it infield to to nothing was really set up there wasn't like there were runners lining up for it and then the dogs got the ball back straight away like you know 40 metres out from the try line and you know the rest is history. I mean dumb shit like that they just oh, I don't know what the Broncos are doing. To yeah, us. I think I
0: think they're showing again the Broncos at this stage of the season that they are probably overachieving a bit. Um and they just didn't trouble the Bulldogs who I think even in this game, whilst there was a a big improvement, especially from Barber, who was a lot more involved, um, I still think they're a way off their best, and they handled the the Broncos fairly easily.
1: Very, very easily, I thought. Um,
0: Lots of hype around Jordan Carhu. The try that he scored shows a little bit of why. Um, Mm. He has been... There's been a couple of games where he's he's had large uh, large periods of, of... Quiet time in, in games, but um, with a couple of flashes of brilliance. But um, I think, you know, you can see him slowly progressing and developing into the type of player that there's a lot of hype around him becoming. So um, he's getting there. Obviously, the Broncos... I just I just wonder where the Broncos are going to be. Like, you know, there's no... They're missing out on the players they're talking to, or they walked away from Dugan as well. Yeah, rightfully they walked so, away in, in my air opinion. quotes. But um, I just... I just wonder where they're headed. They're um you know there's no real big name signings on the horizon. They're still short in the forwards. Um aging halves, talk of Wallace wanting out. So interesting, interesting times ahead for the Broncos, but the Bulldogs look like they're uh, they're building back towards their best and um the next sort of month or so will be a good indication as to um just how close to their best they are.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Not uh, going
0: to miss Ennis at origin because he's been, you know... Yeah. Overlooked yet again for half hour. Don't want to say too much, but a lot of people fucking bleeding about Michael Ennis and all of a sudden he hasn't been picked for fucking
1: two series straight, whatever. And, you know, in New South Wales, you know, he's looking pretty good as a result, I would dare say, because he is shit. Um, but, yeah, um, oh, the Broncos, they... they with so far out of contention in this game, I think. I mean, there were times when it was, you know, it was close and, you know, you would given the Broncos a chance. But I just think the Can- Canterbury didn't play very well. I thought it was a pretty shitty game. Yet, it still felt like the entire time that they were, you know, they were in control the entire time. Broncos, sure. yeah.
0: It was tough in the
1: conditions. It was very heavy yeah. going. Yeah. And uh, and for the fans, the Hardy fans that struck out there on Friday night. Freak09 on Twitter said uh, he's given us uh hash Hodges haiku. He said cleared to play tonight. Injured after ten minutes. Time to retire. <laughs> <laughs> and he is terrible with injury. I mean, people might talk about Matai. Difference is Matai doesn't actually leave the game when he has his injury, and then spend five weeks fucking coming back from a hamstring injury like Hodges seems to do. And we and we poke a lot of fun at Dugan as well for being a tampon. God, what do you call what's Justin Hodges? Fucking Halley's Comet. <laughs> now, at Shark Attack eighty three. There's something about Bar- and shark attack eighty three. I'm not sure how many tweets that we've had we've had from him in the past. Burst onto the scene this week, very angry, very angry. That uh, there's something about Barber's head that makes me want to bitch slap it. Hash fuck Ben Barber. Hash he's not that good. Jesus. And I do agree with that second hashtag. But my you know angry son. Arabish chaos said how good is Hoffman going to got to be one of the best wingers in the game? Fucking Ennis is a grubby cunt. <laughs> That's just two completely scattered thoughts that bear no relationship to that each other. He's
0: got Tourette's. Um, yeah, I think Hoffman's a better fullback than is a winger, but yeah, sure. he's, he's going really well on the wing.
1: Yeah, yeah. He seems to be enjoying it. Some like
0: athletic it. Um, attempted finishes, I have to say. One that Barber sort of foiled, but...
1: Yep, yep. I think he's given up on the whole fullback thing now. He's gotten over it, and he's just sort of uh, you know, concentrating on what he's doing. Hmm. And let's face it, wing is a pretty sweet position to play. No, needs to be done out there. <laughs> no, you're for right. large periods of the game, you certainly don't have the pressure you know, of having to having to you know grab bombs and return ball, you know, like, like all the time. Especially
0: like, with Corey Norman one running uh, to your side of the field, you exactly. know, the ball's not getting past there. Exactly, exactly.
1: Drew underscore Nathan five five dollars says Norman runs into try celebrations, yelling, "Let's give the bitch a black eye." <laughs> hash rally towel. Hash mop up the evidence. Oh, At Benny two seven. Smart words, don't trust a man who blinks with every word, a la don't trust Tom Waterhouse. <laughs> and we got a couple of... I, I, t- I will admit, I totally missed... I didn't pick this up at all. But the next tweet from Fish DMC: Tom Waterhouse blinkathon slash stutterathon, hash fuck off time, hash Waterhouse in decline. Clearly nervous. Oh, I mean, about
0: being fucked off.
1: Could you imagine, though? Like, I mean... Yeah, people in, in with a gen with a you know, general level of celebrity or fame or whatever like that probably are pretty good at just blocking out stuff, but he's getting absolutely panned at government level, man on the street level. Yeah. Other bookies are coming out saying, Yeah, we really yeah, we should self regulate this industry just to fuck him off. I mean, it's it's pretty interesting the 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 massive amounts of uh, of shit he's copying and, uh, and having taken, and, and I, I quite frankly I don't feel sorry for him a little bit because he probably cries himself to sleep on his fucking million dollar pillows and wipes his tears <laughs> with fucking hundred dollar bills. So and
0: rolls over and cuddles his mum. Um, <laughs> I saw one meme where he was sitting at her computer screen and said, "What? How did it go? Go on TV?" They said. It'll make you more popular than ever, they said. <laughs> and he's got this face like of disgust looking at the computer screen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Muggo 8. Rugby league is now officially as weak as piss if a kicker doesn't want to get hit. Stand fucking deeper. Hash Wallace dog cunt. Wow. Anger, I oh, know, I oh, know. Andy Kins. T-Rex was dropped because even a black jersey couldn't make him look fit. Hash fat muppet. How do you think about that Canterbury jersey? I liked it. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't really care care for it that much. I was like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't disgusting. No, it wasn't like the Neapolitan ice cream, manly army jersey of oh. last year, which is one of the worst jerseys I've ever seen in my it life. Disgrace. But uh, you know, it certainly had nothing on any of the Warriors strips, though. Or, or 15,000 of them.
0: No, that's right.
1: All of which
0: are fucking great.
1: Exactly. Exactly. They're all fucking. They're all great. Um, Cruzy zero six. We're basically bending over and letting this team do us Coffs Harbour style without the spa. And you wouldn't let me say something like that at the top of the show.
0: We really need to get past those sorts of things.
1: Noddy0013. Ho, ho, ho. It's Christmas time for the black-bearded Santas. And he's tagged Frank Pritchard and San Cassiano in there. Tries for everyone. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Three-card magic trick. Bulldogs getting it done, but if they keep swinging between a win and a loss every week, I'm going to need therapy. Ash is in decline. At Drew underscore Nathan five. Ha ha ha. Cassiano just hit Norman that hard. He broke Norman's next girlfriend's eye socket.
0: We really need to find a way to get past those sorts of <laughs> tweets.
1: Shane Aaron Elvis. Looks like the Bulldogs might have found that lucky bounce they had last year. Who needs talent when you have flukes? This is the South supporter. <laughs> At... Matt Oz, 1991 run hard, play through the middle, wet weather football, ain't that hard, Broncos. Hash, immature. At Chapo, the creator, tonight, or today,
2: <laughs> today night,
1: today night <laughs> was a fast improvement you, from five? last week. And happy with the two points. Hash, cold to the north of the wall. Hash, winter is coming. Who's T- that? To Chapo. <laughs> Fucking moron. <laughs> today night. <laughs> Today night.
0: <laughs>
1: oh. oh that's just that's fantastic.
0: Ambervale Public School. <laughs> that is just graduated fan. year three. Oh
1: that is just fantastic. Let's go to the other Friday night what game are you shall show.
0: Today night, mum. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, you <laughs> stupid fucking kid? Get back to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: West Tigers 22 defeated the North Queensland Cowboys 20 at Leichhardt Oval. You in... know why, Nathan? Why?
0: Because hash. We own the Cowboys.
1: I'd also like to say, hash. Tigers fans don't travel even to their home games. Seven thousand one hundred twenty-five was the dismal crowd. Um,
0: Mate, they're all locked away in their fucking cyclone-proof bu- bunkers because that is how bad the weather was. I mean, these poor bastards. Doing it tough, the little battlers of Balmain and Roselle.
1: A suburban field with b- great access to the, to the punter. Whereas 11,500 Doggies and Broncos fans went out to fucking homebush in the middle been of to nowhere. you Oval? No, I've not. You've never been? No. Well, let me give you Why? an idea of how like fucking difficult there. it is to get to Leichhardt Oval. It can't be more difficult than Brookvale.
0: Mm, There's no public transport options. To get There's to
1: zero Leichhardt. public
0: transport to Leichhardt either. Zero, Manly's so further away. Homebush. Sorry,
1: mainly further away though from the CBD. Not from Manly.
0: <laughs> Not from Manly
1: though. No. no, but well, well, Brookvale's still. I mean, like Brookvale. Like at least at K's. Homebush,
0: you've got um, you know, we go into A uh, and Z. Yeah, you've got the the train stations right yeah. there. I mean, that's going to automatically invite more people
1: than to Leichhardt because people live on trains. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, Glenn. I'm just whining you It's a up. general fucking construction. Ca- I'm, I'm just whining you up. Let's Nathan. just let's just let's just agree that they're shit fans, only seven 'em thousand turned up. But they In
0: the pissing rain, seven thousand legends representing the other legends that couldn't make it to the game. Like
1: <laughs> Lottie.
0: <is> not... <laughs> Lottie
2: was at the game. What are you talking about? All
1: right. Anyway, West Tiger's twenty two came from Tries to Benji Marshall, uh, Marika, Corey, Betty, Jack Buchanan, David Nafoaluma. Benji three from four conversions. Great effort in
0: uh, those conditions. I mean, that's as good as nineteen from twenty.
1: Because the ball generally has to travel across the wet ground to get to the goal post. Fucking ridiculous. Doesn't matter the wind and the rain. I
0: mean, it's it's basic physics, Nathan.
1: Cowboys twenty double the Tarek Sims came in and got one Antonio Winston got it and at the end of the day goal kicking was the difference as Jonathan Thurston could only manage two from four in great so in a battle action.
0: where goal kicking was the difference Benji Marshall prevailed
1: I know that's hilarious isn't it
0: magnificent look this was a win for the ages by a team of wounded heroes um, <laughs> you know I've never seen I've never seen a bunch of men <laughs> battle against adversity such as this group of Tigers did and I was so proud um it was almost like a, the scene from Rocky where he's in the um, in the cold room beating up on the you know the the, uh, the cow, beasts, if you will, the beasts. Um, although the tigers actually beat up on the corpses of the beasts uh, that formerly known as Cowboys first grade football squad uh, in freezing temperatures and come out and look. I mean the only the only different was the uh, the carcasses that Rocky was beating up probably showed a little bit more life than the Cowboys. Uh, they wilted early. They wilted early against the Tigers. Um they had nothing um till answer the, the Tigers <laughs> dominant display.
1: It was a close game the entire fucking time and they they took a two point lead into the final minute of the game and then the Tigers scored to try to take a two point victory. Well, I hadn't there finished, was no one fucking blown finished,
0: away. <laughs> I was still talking. Um and it's quite rude of you to actually um You're
1: talking such you're talking so no, much shit though.
0: What I'm what I'm talking, Nathan, is, is our premiership run starts now, clearly, with a win. <laughs> Over our old foe <laughs> that hasn't beaten us in Sydney since 2000. Um, so I know what psych- you're saying. This game so, was a gimme anyway. Is so psychologically defeated whenever they come up against the West Tigers that they just roll over and die. Um, you know, it's it's just sad, and I almost feel bad almost about having to take the piss out of fucking stupid Cowboys fans that are dumb enough to have a crack at me before the game um, because. You just know. You just. I'm like. I. I. I don't even want to take. I don't even want to say how much of a dick you look like. Ah, uh, pops. Mad <laughs> cow's disease. People like this. When you carry on before the game, when you know that you're going to lose, and you know that you're going to lose because your simply your team simply cannot beat mine, and that's the way of the
1: world. So I'm Glenn Blakely. So you you, you just put th- you just put forward two separate concepts there, and I just want to I just want to just break them down a little bit. The first one was, there was a team of wounded heroes overcoming insurmountable odds to achieve a victory for the ages. That's pretty much exactly what I said, yes, sir. The second concept, (laughs) which you introduced in the second half of your fucking propaganda, was that... The Cowboys can't beat the Tigers. They never could win. They got no chance because they're owned. So which the fucking is it? It was a game that they were going to win anyway, but they had to do it in the last minute because they're that shit at the moment.
0: It was still a win for the ages by a team of <laughs> wounded heroes. I mean, these guys, half the guys that took the field were, were taking the doing so under extreme duress of having to play with Adam Blair, who had his best game for the club by a mile. <laughs>
1: He did five hit-ups. <laughs> he really answered his critics on this on this occasion. He
0: sure did, as did B. Marshall. I mean, he'll never be benched again.
1: His kicking game was quite good in the, in the wet conditions and everything. I'll, yes. I, I will grant him that.
0: It was good to see the Twix get a win. Um, pretty unconvincing in the end. <laughs> Running in a try in the last minute in the pissing rain. But we'll take it after seven straight losses and, um, you know,
1: yeah you'll, yeah, you'll you'll take it. It was ugly, um, horrible conditions, horrible horrible skills on display. But you know when it came down to it, they um, managed to just uh, scrape they out a well, win. They did what they had to do, turn. and
0: that's what champions do, Nathan. You don't want to exert energy, you don't want to exert, you don't want to burn yourself out <laughs> by blowing away the shit teams. You just want to do what you got to do, run into try at the end, you Okay, go and get a hot shower. Let's move on, boys. Who have we got next week? we have at the buy. Probably beat that week after. Don't know. Probably gonna beat them too. Then we'll be on a roll. Probably being the eight. Have all the other teams looking over their shoulders and going, Oh, a... here comes the other upper echelon team to join us. And then at you the come... top of the
1: table. And then you come up against Doctor Sexy and get his fucking smash with camera. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> lose another fucking bet. How about that? <laughs>
0: Doctor Sexy's fucking shaking in his Louis Vuitton's. All right. Mark my words.
1: At Scott at work. Said uh Hash fucking wet and cold good to see a win shouldn't have ridden a bike that doesn't no. sound like, that doesn't sound like rocket science at work to be honest because it was fucking raining all day um, he knew when he left home what he was he going to do the fuck were you thinking idiot? <laughs> the it's underscore probably Q... a push bike too <laughs> the underscore Q78 when Tigers asked Blair for consistency I don't think they meant dropping off tackles in the warm up Hash sigh, hash long night. And he actually sent a picture of, he was actually there in the crowd and sent a picture of the terrible conditions and uh, minimal crowd.
0: Great. Absolute great effort.
1: Shane Aaron Elvis. How bad are the North Queensland Cowboys?
0: They're horrible. They're a horrible football team.
1: Fucking dog shit is the answer. Thank you. Well done for offering Louis a contract, hash karma. That's right. And he tweeted that to the North Queensland Cowboys account, so I'm pretty sure he's blocked now like I am.
0: He'll be part of the EBC.
1: Yep. GT351 underscore Johns said, Imagine the Tigers winning on the back of Benji's kicking game. Wow. Hash Cowboys in decline. Congrats to Tigers. The aforementioned. Saved it at the end. Ah, pops. Well, fuck me in the ass with the garden. No, I hate my life. Hash Cowboys in decline. He he self-offered that up, that tag. Craig McQuillan. Holy crap. Ray Hadley just called the criticism of Adam Blair really savage. That Gronk knows savage. <laughs> At Mad Cow's Disease. He did two tweets that go together. The first one, fuck the coach, fuck the halves, fuck the forwards, fuck the backs, fuck it all, fuck the fucking lot of it. Hash fucks.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a man that's uh come to terms with his fate.
1: Give it up on life really. Um and he's and then he's he's come back with a follow up tweet that said, uh, the sad thing about that last tweet was that I had it saved as a draft before the game. <laughs> Hash, zero confidence. Hash, Cowboys in decline. Amen. (laughs) Tiger underscore Benji. I'm proposing we play all our games at Leichhardt in the rain. Hash, reverse kryptonite.
0: I like the way he thinks.
1: Shunter 86. (laughs) Malman Inga is surely going to have a sleepless night thanks to the selection headache Joel Reddy's given him.
0: (laughs) Is Joel Reddy a Queenslander? I wouldn't have thought so. His dad was, wouldn't he? Rod Reddy?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Shunter eighty six. Well, hang on, Let's my dad was in. a New South Welshman, and I am a Queenslander. Yeah, you are a fucking state trader. Oh,
0: that's right. Always forget that.
1: If anyone wants to be like state trader, I am pretty sure Glenn's the only one. But if I am the, mean, the, I'm the sh- only one, the only fucking state trader. No, if there was a, if there was like a, if
0: there is a bunch of us, if there was a demand for,
1: for state traders, I think that'd be an awesome shirt too. Um, Shunter came back with another would it one. it'd have to be I hate state traders. Well, would no, be like it'd be like, a, it'd be like a, a shirt that you could wear with pride we oh, we wouldn't be that then. <laughs> At Shanta86, LOL Sterlo, when Benji misses this conversion, the Cowboys will take a short kick off. <laughs> <laughs> Sensational. At Troy he's underscore... All, he's
0: got a good rugby league mind. He knows, he
1: knows exactly what's up. At Troy underscore 79, well done Tigers, well-deserved win. Tate better not get picked for Origin this year <laughs> as well. It's really bastard. And so yeah. And uh, just scrolling back up to the top of the, the document, and I'm pretty sure that Tate is there. <laughs> Jeremy underscore Jack zero one. Seriously, congrats to Tigers and fans who turned up in the terrible weather. Too bad Channel Nine made us wait for the good game again. It's perhaps going a bit overboard to call it a good game. It was the closest
0: game. You done? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs>
1: fucking hell! Earthboy seventy five. <sighs> Sorry, I'm done here. <laughs> Good, Earthboy seventy five. This is where I normally put shit on tigers, but I've got nothing tonight. I feel lost. Blair mm. improved. Enjoy the next week, Glenn. I, I welcome had... his tweets. Oh, I have. I, I welcome his tweets. Do you? He's He's he's, fa- he's he's like fair-minded. He likes he's to not. give. He sh- slams me every fucking week. What yeah, is that he... fair-minded? Because so you, because your team won, and what did he say? He said, "Enjoy the next." He's actually he was actually nice to you. Mm, we'll
0: see what he says next week.
1: All right, yeah, we will. You will because you're going to you know flog badly by the bye. <laughs> CA photo ten. Potter benched oh, Marshall, and jerky. he comes back next week to win. Maybe time on the pine might help Blair. Give him another go in 2019.
0: <laughs> that guy <laughs> very good with the camera. That man. Yeah, very very good with the camera. Very good he with the. Needs to take tw- a photo of himself, go to bed with it, wake up to himself.
1: At Luke Shark seventy four, Tigers win, but still coming last. Never ending slide, hash Tigers in decline. <laughs>
0: are we finished yeah. with tweets for this game now? One more. What right. are you talking about? This
1: is a game you fucking won. You should be relishing this shit.
0: Yeah, but people have being cocks. I liked it when I was talking.
1: Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. You're a cock to the listeners. Uh, they they just can't wait to fucking. This is what I'm talking
0: about, mate. You need to defend me. Like we're we're a team. We go <sighs> go together like.
1: Dr. Pepper and trout. <laughs> That's another reference that I don't think anyone will get. If someone gets that reference, you're a fucking genius. Kurt, Kurt's the best bet. Yeah, he's the best bet because I know he watches the show that it came from. Yeah, but it's fucking, a fucking old. Nerd. But it's
0: something that fucking nerds watch. But if this, you watch it. But that reference
1: goes back to that reference. I'm talking late '90s. I mean, if you can get that reference, Tom and Jerry. No,
0: I've been watching a lot of Tom and Jerry lately. If you get that and reference, I've been hanging out for you to make a Tom and Jerry reference. If you get that I'm reference,
1: like, if you get reference, let me go because I, I swear it's close to prize worthy because it's so fucking obscure. You're not getting a prize, but Jr underscore Buff. Can't believe that's a fucking that's the wrong tweet. Fuck that. Sorry, Juff. Sorry, I said Juff. Sorry, Jr Buff. We'll hit you up later. Now, this is a fucking weird game. This week with tipping, this is the apocalypse week.
0: It was. It I, think, really was. I think I got except for the. I mean, the only certainty being the
1: Tigers. I got two right. We're into I Warriors. I'm fucking believable. Penrith Panthers 19 defeated the St George Illawarra Dragons nil in front of a crowd of just shy of 11,000 at uh Cobra there. Dragons nothing. Penrith Panthers 19 points came from tries to Travis Robertson, Matt Moylan, Dean Fare, uh Luke Walsh. He got a field goal, um, pretty ordinary, one of four, and uh, he got three of three on the conversions.
0: As long as playing with Jamie Soward from next season for four years doesn't uh, kill off his career, this Moylan's going to be some fucking one hell
1: of a player. Yeah, Travis Robinson goes all right too.
0: I agree. But and yeah, Moylan's good. I can't believe those, those boys aren't identical twins, those Robinson kids.
1: Yeah. Reese's getting about doing a lot of work. He must be rude at the end of every weekend, playing two games every week Fuck, at the top level. Amazing. He's pocketing um, double the salary though, so that's a, that's always awesome. he, he can
0: pay for some <laughs> recovery. Um, one thing on the dragons, you can tell. I think the ANZAC Day game was was probably a good indication. Um, where you can, and, and there's been other games as well, um, either side of the equation. You can actually tell if they're on early in games. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And if they are, then they're competitive. But if they're off, then they get fucking hammered. Um, and it's it's really that simple. You could probably watch them for fifteen minutes and turn the TV off. You know, don't know the result. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and this that was the case in this game. I think, um, they were just off their game. Their attack was down. Their defence um wasn't resolute, and um, you know, Panthers got on top early and never really took their foot off the accelerator. Um, I think as for you know the Dragons. Dugan might just be the saving grace of their season. If I mean, if you can find someone to match his level of intensity consistently, then they, they, they obviously might win um, several more games and push for the eight. But if it's just him, much like in this game, if it's just him running around on his own, trying to do it all, yeah, it's a bit hard on the way. He's had one game there other than this. Yeah, All of a sudden, everyone's like, well, good on you, Josh. Take care of that for us, we are. <laughs> but uh, great performance from the Panthers. They were dominant. Um they were really sharp in the first half and, and I think maybe they could sense that the Dragons were off their game a little bit and and um they had an opportunity to you know, if they could build a bit of pressure and um and, and on the back of Walsh's kicking game they could string some attack together and, and put some points on. So um good performance and, and it's you know something that's becoming fairly um it's, it's happening more often than not for the Panthers at the moment, which is a good sign.
1: Yeah, well, it's a couple in a row now. So, um, now the t- in in the Dragons' defence, there was a really, really fucking bad decision uh, for a no try. I think it was uh, Vito that scored it. Mm. It was fucking ridiculous. And there was another one that, and it just escapes me at the moment. But I think they were probably robbed of two fair tries. However, in saying that, they didn't come close to deserving to win the game, and I don't think that they were they were going to cost them that. You know that that much, but you know, perhaps, you know, it wasn't fair for them to be uh nil. I will go that far.
0: It's always fair for the dragons to be nil. Well,
1: yeah, that's true. I've got no love for the dragons. I mean I don't want to come off as like a dragons defender by any stretch you of sound
0: like one at the moment.
1: Oh okay. Well, I tracked everything I said and they deserve to get nilled <laughs> A shabugan. Shabugan Nathan Feen is submitting his resume for the Ben Roberts All Stars. Discuss. That's harsh. Um,
0: that is pretty harsh. I remember, was it two thousand nine, when he got injured in the first game?
1: Oh, don't ask me. That's dragon shit. Well, i okay. pretty
0: sure it was. Um, yeah, th- he got hurt in, his, in the first game, and and I couldn't really understand why people were so up in arms and what they. But then, as two thousand and when he came back in two thousand nine, and then um, obviously through the two thousand ten se- season, he was. Fairly instrumental in their premiership, and um, which is something that really surprised me. I didn't realise he he was that kind of player, but um, fuck, he was he was all out of sorts in this game. Yeah, he made some errors, took some wrong options, missed some tackles. Pretty ordinary performance. He, should, he
1: maybe should have gone to Newcastle with uh, Wayne. <laughs> More so, it's a bit unfair when Sowies on the other team and Dugues has a hangover. Fubar underscore eighty four. Dragons aren't scoring, so Sauer doesn't have to miss his conversions against his new club. Hash cat, hash full moon cruiser party. (laughs) Shark attack 83 again. I feel sorry for the Windsor Wolves getting Sauer for the next five years. Hash five year plan, hash yeah right. Shunter 86. We've had some bad calls go our way, but I maintain that after a rough start, Penrith will finish the season undefeated premiers. He's on drugs. He didn't even put an asterisk on there. And he followed up with another one and said, if Luke Walsh's cousin had Twitter, he'd be blowing up at him for fucking his multi. Hash Penrith by 19. TBI Penguin. Even when the on-field referee gets it right, it's overturned by the cunt upstairs. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so At NRL. So, I dare say he might be a Dragons fan. Jesus, it's it was, fairly harsh. Yeah. Mickey T, 1985. Better team one. Certainly had the rub of the green. Couple of bad calls against the Dragons. Dugan Best in beaten team. Great defensive effort. Nathan Sully, 89. At least Walsh is helping ease the transition to Soward by getting Panthers fans used to pointless field goals. <laughs> Mr. Bowles, a delightful win. Cogger sees another Penrith win. Get that up, you. Hash Red V in decline. And finally, Billy Boy, 887. WTF is going on. There have been two Dragons games in three weeks with a field goal, neither kicked by Soward. Hash useless. I tell you, you can't blame you're not kicking a field goal in this game. It would have been well, pretty fucking points. Well,
0: 19-1 would have been a fairly ordinary score.
1: <laughs> would have been funny to see, though. It would have been a talking point. Match of the round. The mighty Manly Sea Eagles, 16, defeated the Canberra Raiders, 10. Now, Manly, 16 points came through tries to Jamie Lyon, a double to Wolfman Williams and Justin Horro with the match winner. Jamie Lyon, 0 from 4 on the conversions. Yeah. Admittedly... The first three were all right out on the uh, sideline. So, there is that. But, yeah, I mean, and they, were ve- and they were very close to get to... One came off the upright, and the other two were only like a metre or so away. But, as good as they looked off the boat, you got to fucking get those conversions, man, because it made this game a lot more stressful than it needed to be. Canberra Raiders 10 came from a double to Edric Lee, and Croker uh, was one from two on the conversions. Yeah,
0: they were backing up from a pretty tough Monday Night Football game, mainly, and... Um I've got to say they they really made the Raiders work for a result despite their fatigue and and the Raiders gave it a fair old crack I thought fairly entertaining game but in the first um, twenty
1: minutes I mean they didn't score a point after that initial period um, and it did look pretty like they looked pretty easy the tries they got um, the first one was like just fucking you know catch and pass you know yeah. just injected a number in there and it was easy and the second one was just. You know, great jump from Edric Lee. I mean, dude's like twice as tall as everyone else on the field, and he just jumped, you know, in between defenders and uh, managed to grab the ball and almost knocked it on, but not quite, and uh, got it down for the try. So, I mean, it's good work. And after that, I mean, they had their opportunities, the Raiders, but apart from, like, maybe one time I can remember, which was right at the end, you know, like, last couple of minutes, uh, they didn't really get across the line again.
0: No, it's true. They did have a chance to snatch it at death or at least tie it up. Um, but... Whiten, I think it was. Yeah, Whiten knocked it on. Yeah, well you
1: had, you had F- Ferguson come in and knock the manly guy out of the way, which they chose not to rule on. And uh, then Whiten just... He, I don't know, why wouldn't you plant the ball with your hand? Get a hand on top of the ball, touch it, it's a try. But yeah. it's like he tried to scoop, scoop it up it underneath up. it, and I don't know if he wanted... Was he going to try and take it around under the sticks or something and get back onto his feet? I don't know what he was thinking, but he fucked it up completely, and... Uh, you know, potentially cost his team a chance at winning the game.
0: Just on Edric Lee, with a little more meat on his bones, um, combined with that height and, and his jumping ability, he could be uh, he's going to be one hell of a player. Um, I'm surprised haven't, he hasn't um, come on as strong after some of his performances last season. I would have thought this year um, he might have come on a little bit stronger, but he's sort of been in and out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Having said that, on the flip side, if if he doesn't realise potential, we've probably got a black Paul Hoff on our hands.
1: <laughs> well, Paul Hoff represented his country and state on numerous occasions. So I mean it's not like I mean, are you trying to say he was a shit player?
0: I'm trying to say that he was horribly exposed by uh, the grubber kick.
1: <laughs> there was that one game I think it was it might even been a test match where or no, was it origin origin where he, I do recall he had an absolute barry crocker. But um yeah, but that was like one. You know, I remember Justin Hodges had a fucking origin game too, where he was <laughs> gave up two or three tries. So you know, it um, some
0: big hits in this game. It was a fairly tough physical encounter as well between the forward packs. But um, Mattai. Mattai and Papali's hits in particular were exactly why we love footy. Um, and, that,
1: and both of those ones, especially the Mattai one, because it was kind of like you know, was like a, a midly player. Well, no, it was almost like a WWE, like you know, slam. Like the way you know, got him in you know horizontal in in midair and you know sort of and carried him and dumped him. I mean. You're going to see that shit on the highlight reels for the rest of the year, you know. Yeah, play. You can
0: tell the players are starting to adapt to the uh, to life after the shoulder charge. Uh, we're still getting the odd, um, yeah. you know, guy that acts on instinct or, or you know pure um, reaction, but we're getting probably more instances of, of really good, solid, big hits but that aren't know, shoulder charges.
1: But you know what? The difference between what Matai did and what Papali did, and what a shoulder charge is, is fucking nothing, negligible.
0: Well, the contact is still the shoulder,
1: and and especially it's, in the, it's in, more the
0: position of the arms.
1: And especially in the case of the Papali one, mm. it was so close to being a shoulder charge because let me tell you, Papali doesn't have little T-Rex arms, no. but like the minimal hand sort of looking like they were going around near the guy. The, the definite uh, movement yeah. was
0: there to to wrap the arms. But I think it just was the absolute bare minimum, Pure mate. force, and then um, the more the, sorry, the momentum of the of the play being tackled, and then the point of impact knocked him flying. Yeah, probably more spectacular than what, some some shoulder charges I've seen. Um, that's all I've got for this one. I figured you'd rave on about Manly. So,
1: well, just. Short turnaround, incredible defensive effort. They were looking a bit flat and like they weren't really up for the game in the first sort of twenty minutes. But once Canberra, you know, got away to you know whatever it was, like ten four lead, I think it was. After that, we still didn't have any ball. I'm you know I'm I'm pleased they like defending, but I wish you know for as far as a spectator like you know myself's concerned, I'd rather they didn't fucking have to do it the hard way every fucking week. <laughs> and um and like yeah, they love they love tackling, but it just seems like and I think I said this about the um might have been the the game against the Dragons the other week. It just seems like they're so confident in their defensive ability is that, you know, if a ball, like someone puts a grubber in, there's almost no attempt to field it and, and, and get away. They'll just go, okay, bang, just bat it over their ball. I'm a fucking defender, who cares? And it's like, guys, that's a really tiring way to fucking go about your business. Um,
0: horribly exposed when they played the the West Tigers again. Like the first time this They'll year we've
1: we been 26-0. But, um, you know, onto onto actual real games of football like this one. Um Foran is in absolute beast mode at the moment, playing like a genius. Um, Matty Ballon playing like a genius as well. Jerry Evans did some dumb fucking stuff in this game. Like...
0: Not for the first game this season three, either, I might add.
1: The three quarters in the Canberra Raiders are quite possibly the tallest in the competition. You know, their wingers and their and centres, especially, you know, you've got, you got Gigantor Blake Ferguson, who's, you know... Like 190 odd centimeters tall. You got Edric Lee, who must be like fucking probably 256 centimeters tall. <laughs> Why are you bombing to him every play? I mean, when they're tall guys like that, you're putting grubbers through behind him. You know, you're giving him shit that's hard. You know, you've got to bend down Waiting to pick for it up. Paul Hoffett. Wayne from to Paul Hoffett. But no, he persisted for about 68 minutes of the game in bombing it until the point went four. was like, fuck this, I'm taking it out to the right. Put through one grubber. And Horry ran through untouched to field it and score the try without you know the, there was no Canberra guys anywhere near him that you yeah, had a chance of stopping that try and and yes the goal kicking the goal kicking is what kept the game close but fucking so there was a lot of stupid attacking options and just just outright poor options in attack that are uh, almost uh, almost cost us. but the heart and determination team of champions, champion team playing for each other defensive brick wall i'm, I'm loving the, i'm loving the fact that they're down on troops at the moment but they're still putting in these massive performances the players are lifting hiku had a couple of handling errors in this game but overall once again he was still pretty good substitute i thought for brett stewart um in attack he's still not quite there yet though like they're, they're trying to run more of those second man plays where brett stewart would would chime in and the timing and everything's all off um Glenn Stewart's still nowhere near his best uh, with the ball. He's been good defensively. And defensively, I mean, he was kind of, you know, one it was one of his weaker areas. But he's been really good the last couple of weeks defensively. But his timing's still way, way off, uh, and which is pretty much hobbling the, the right-hand side attack. Now, I mean, we've got a couple of tries down there this week. Um but the tries we scored, there was like they felt like they were like 40% pace, and like the ball would be passed to one guy, and he wouldn't handle the pass cleanly, and he sort of bobble it on his chest, regather it, then pass again. But for some reason, then Wolfman still goes over untouched, and you're like, oh. it's just it's just it's strange that you know the, the the least crisp plays they've ever run, and they're the ones that score, and the, you know so. I don't know. There's a lot of improvement in attack that can be can, can can be done, but defense is obviously spot on once again. I mean, the amount of ball they gave away, as far as you know, you know possession and, and territory. That's the that's the thing too. I mean, they lose the possession to count 60-40 every week, but in addition to that, that sixty percent, eighty percent of that's probably now only twenty as well. Like you know, smashing them against their line. So, um, you know, very pleasing on the defensive side of things. Uh, Twitter at Devonhead. Don't know how tilts would be able to land any punches with his T-Rex-like arms. And that was something, actually, that right at the very end of the game, I'm still not quite sure how it started. There was a camera guy I tackled the manly guy. They got into a little bit of, you know, push and shove. Watmo came and said, look, just fucking chill out, guys. And then Tils decided that was the time to start throwing massive overhands at Watmo. And um, after he sort of slipped the first couple of punches, got him in, like, you know, a single collar tie clinch, and it just started ripping these right hooks into his <laughs> Head. And he only probably—I don't know how many hit him with—but there was a massive, you know, mouse under his under yeah, his right give eye. Give him his a right decent clothes. black eye. And I never—I never thought that Watmo was much of a much of a fighter, but. He gave him an absolute flogging, in like, the five seconds that he had, he probably hit him with a good sort of, you know, six or eight clean shots right in the, in the eye, and um, definitely visibly the clear loser, and it was funny, they gave the penalty, uh, Cherry sort of tapped it, kicked it out, game's over, and they just walked straight up laughing, and just like, straight away, like, high-five, and <laughs> shake hands after the game, so, strange.
0: Sorry about your broken eye socket.
1: Yes, yeah, sorry about, you know... But yeah, you know, maybe, yeah, Ben Tio, you know, talk talk to his girl. She knows something about that. She might have some recovery and treatment options for her. Uh, Mike underscore existence. Allegedly. I reckon Raiders would have dominated against any other side tonight. Manly's defense just too damn good. Well done. Look at it that. Is
0: impressive. I'll we'll give you that.
1: Karim Karan. Tonight at NRL ManCan. the worst fashion on the field goes to gorgeous G Rose and his underwear. <laughs> Hash, don't join the dots. And that was something to do with Black Caviar. Black Caviar, yeah. It was, an, it was an eyesore is what it was. Uh Bennett H twenty. And I'm I thought my, sure
0: he borrowed them off Black Cabbage. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I thought my man crush on Anthony Watmo couldn't get any stronger. Hash there's only one Choco Watmo. And a celebrity tweet that we've got based on this game, Joe Nullivao. Lastly, Fred Flintstone wants his undies back at Gorgeous G-Rose. Troy underscore seventy nine. Fucking pathetic display by us tonight. Manly were well and truly off their game, and we play like fucking retards. Very, very critical on his side there. Tirana, 355. Very happy with the win tonight, but fuck, I wish we'd stop giving away penalties and dropping the ball. Hash, enough tackling. Uh, Okay, now we move to the Melbourne Storm, 26. Defeated the Sydney Roosters, 18 at Allianz. Uh, Decent crowd, just under 20,000 there. Uh, Storm's points came through tries to Justin O'Neill, Cameron Smith, Maurice Blair, Will Chambers, Cameron Smith was 3 of 4 on the conversions and two penalty goals on top of that. The Roosters tries to Luke O'Donnell, Michael Jennings, Roger, Tuivasa, Sheck and Maloney. Three from three on the conversions.
0: Storm Roaster, the challenge of, of taking on um, one of the supposed contenders for their, for their title, but uh, they really took the Roosters to school. I think they, uh, they were fairly clinical and Despite winning 26-18, they still had another gear to go to and handed the Roosters fairly fairly comfortably, I have to say. Um, the Roosters showed that they've got a little bit of work to, to do when things aren't going their way. Um, they're probably um, just lacking that little bit of a grind ability to their game at the moment. Got a hell of a lot of points in them. Um, and their defence up until this point has been um, up there with the best in the comp, but I think Melbourne... Showed Wait, that that, that you, first
1: try was the, it the first try? Was it O'Neill the first try? or Chambers and no, a like just they just catch and pass yeah. out. To the, it was like the easiest try out in the right you've ever seen. And you like yeah, and that rose. was a
0: combination of, of Mitchell Pearce having a massive read in defence where he ran back to to track a decoy that would never look like getting the ball, um, which left Sonny Bill to try and make a decision, and he was left pretty well flat-footed. The ball yep. went out a little bit wider, and Blair went over untouched. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, those sorts of things are, need to be ironed out of their game if they are going to challenge the sides like Melbourne later in the year. But um, for this game, I was pretty impressed with Melbourne. Um, they had, you know, obviously, Kronk was, was very, very good. Cameron Smith was probably one of the best games I've seen him play this year. Um, and just for the Roosters, I think Sonny Sunny Bill... Um, you know he's got his detractors, but he he really is the pulse of the, of the Roosters. Um, he wasn't really on his game through. Yeah, some, he was
1: pretty off this game. It, it
0: looked like he was trying to overplay his hand a little bit with the pass and um, threw some dud passes. And I think if he does lose his way in future games, I can't see the Roosters winning many of those. He's just uh, whatever he brings to that team, whatever aura or confidence he gives the players around him, just wasn't there. And um, yeah, they you know as a result. He's a major attacking weapon for them, and uh, they couldn't get their attack going elsewhere.
1: Now, I'd like to throw to Twitter for this game, but we didn't get anyone commenting on it. I saw a lot of uh, East fans and stuff like you know, complaining online, like uh, yeah there was they will complaining about the referee. It was the biggest rort since fucking blah 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 blah. And settle down. <laughs> <laughs> settle down. I, I I just I I it just I just can't believe teams can cry rort. When I sit back and think, fucking you call that a rort? Now yeah, have Jared Hayne throw a fucking 10-meter forward gridiron pass that cost you a game, then come back and fucking see me about rorts, motherfuckers. Um, but yeah, no tweets whatsoever about that game, which means we can move on to the next game. And here's another tip down the toilet. New Zealand Warriors 26 defeated the Newcastle Knights 12 at Mount Sinai Stadium, poor crowd at under 10,000. The Warriors 26 points came from tries to the beast Manu Vadavai, Thomas Lulawai, Sam Rapira, Simon Mannering, and Elijah Taylor. Sean Johnson got three of five goals, and the Knights a double to James McManus and two from two conversions to Kurt Gidley.
0: Pretty impressive fight back from, from the Warriors who got smashed by a better part of 60 points last week mm-hmm. um, to come back and beat Newcastle, albeit a side that was well below their best. Um was a good effort from them, and just on the crowd, who the fuck would want to go out there? Imagine if it will be over there at the
1: moment. <laughs> yeah.
0: Plus, they just got smashed by, like I said, just almost 60 points last week. Yeah. Did you showed shit it? fans. You reckon? You, know, you think your fans, you know... It'd be like everything Leichhardt over was less 15 degrees.
1: Yeah, but you'd be like, well, you know, I need to get behind my team this week because, you know, I want to show, you know, support. They're coming home. They had a bad loss well, last week. They, they need us. i better
0: get behind my team because that'll keep me out of the wind and I'll be warm. <laughs> <laughs> um... Newcastle really haven't learned to overcome adversity either. Um, We spoke about that in the Roosters game. Um, And lack of attacking form is another thing that they, you know, if their attack's not really clicking, they really struggle to get into that grind um, and and try and find a way to win um, via their defence especially. For the Warriors to get beaten the way they did last week, um, you knew they were going to come out and um and try and play with a, a different intensity um and, and play for one another. But Newcastle you know, should have been ready for that but they weren't. And yeah. um you know that speaks to their preparation and unfortunately, you know, when you've got probably the best coach um in the game coaching, you know, I don't know what the answer is there. It's a little bit disappointing. You know, some weeks they're right up for it. It was only, t- you know, a couple of weeks ago. They got a flogging. They come out last week and they had a good win. And this week they, you know, get done by a team that... Well, know, last they week they had be... a
1: very, very, very good win. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I'm not sure, really sure what's going on there in Newcastle. It's just still struggling for that consistency. But it seems like we've been saying it all year so far.
1: And last year, and you know, last yeah. year we expected it to happen pretty quickly. It didn't ever happen at all. This year, well, you know, they had a full-op <laughs> season to work on it. Yeah, no. Um, Twitter. Oh, at, I'm finished. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, that's right.
0: Just with, the, with, obviously with Gidley out, and, and if Fluffy misses, not just the origin games, but if this ankle thing's any you know, any sort of serious injury, I don't I didn't hear much today, um, then their attack is going to be really ordinary, which is probably the thing that's carrying them through a few games and mm-hmm. a few wins that they've had this year. Um, there's another biff in this game with uh, Cade Snowden and Russell Packer going toe-to-toe. Um, considering Michael Ennis ran and hid behind Cade Snowden the touch up that Packer give him just makes Ennis <laughs> look like more of a cat
1: yeah yeah <laughs> okay now I'm done okay cool so Dashing Dan 1 said home just in time for Sunday round 11 football or as the Warriors call it jersey 11 uh, we've got Garbs 1985 if, if their
0: jerseys weren't so fucking awesome you'd probably be I'd probably be a little bit more critical but geez they got some good designs
1: yeah yeah exactly um, and Garb's nineteen eighty five said, "Is Joel Thompson Joel underscore Thompson twelve at the uh, at the game pulling apart the Twitter tags off the hash got your back Knights jerseys?" And yeah, I sounds mean,
0: like that was a bit of a fail.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I I applaud the initiative. I mean, because yeah, you know, great I mean, idea. Yeah, great idea. But you've got execution. To, you've got to you know stick them to the jerseys a bit better. <laughs> I mean, these were jerseys. Like I think the idea was, you know, if you if you won and got your name on the back of a player's jersey, you got that jersey too with your name on it at the end. So you had the Twitter handle on it for the whole game. Then you got that jersey. So, I mean, if it's going to be like a keepsake thing, maybe make it fucking durable enough to actually see out 80 minutes of football. So, um, and we had, I think, JR underscore Buff, one of our uh, listeners. I think he was on the back of someone. Don't don't ask me who it was, but uh, I'm pretty sure he won one of the places. wasn't wasn't uh, Rochelle, though. Mm. And uh, Beer Boy 182. They glue on the... <laughs> This tweet's terrible. I can't read this tweet. No, we're not reading that. No, I'm not going to read really that right. tweet.
0: That's... Fucking what. appalling is what it is.
1: JR underscore buff. Jekyll and Hyde Knights. That is all. Hash got your back.
0: Yeah, that's very, very apt. Yeah.
1: Add Billy Boy 8 7 A telling stat. After 11 games, the Knights have 5 wins 13 plus and 3 losses 13 plus. Wow. Shunter 86. Next time the Knights are putting hashtags on jerseys, just stick with Hash Gidley Ruins. Well, it wasn't hashtags, Gregson. It was fucking Twitter handles. Jesus Christ. Can try and keep up, mate. Fuck, I don't want to slag listeners. Like, I don't want to be Glenn Blakely all of a yeah. sudden. But come on, man.
0: Less time trying to pick the lock on your missus' onesie. <laughs> more time paying attention, mate. That ship sailed, brother. Just let it go.
1: Out the mudgie. We go, the Glen Willow Mudgee Stadium, if you will. It's no, no. It's Glen Willow Regional Sports Stadium. I'll have you fucking know. Or
0: Mudgy Stadium, as people that are uneducated call it.
1: Gold Coast Titans forty-two defeated the Parramatta Eels four. Titans tries to Anthony Don double to Kevin Gordon double to Jamal Idris. Brad Takarangi got a try. Albert Kelly got a try. Caesar seven from seven goals, and the Parramatta Eels a try to Ken Cio and that is it.
0: Very picturesque,
1: I thought. Yeah, and they got a good. I mean, like, good the, scenery. like the crowd there was uh, nine thousand one hundred thirty-two, and I am not going to shit on that as a number because at a regional game, yeah, I think you that's know pretty with the facilities, the, the facilities How much they could can... exactly Probably ten
0: thousand exactly exactly Packed the joint out. The Titans um, and played some good footy too. They were p- treated to a pretty good attacking supply, uh, display from the um, Titans. It was amounted to a bloody training run towards the end.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was barely an opposed session. Like no opposition at all, and you saw that as the game went on, um, that Ricky actually gave you know Jared Hayne a rest there. You know, knowing that that he'd be selected for Origin and mm. you know gave him an early mark. So,
0: oh, he deserved it. I mean, he's worked very hard. Um, he was probably the only one having to go for power, some good yeah. runs and and um, some good work at the back. But he can't do it all. <laughs> at the end a day, can't stop every break. No, that's And they right. made fucking plenty. Um, what a surprise. Jamal Idris, he's looking a little bit like he did at the Dogs. Um, he, He's never been the most ripped or, or uh, carved out of granite individual, but he he can tell that he has shed some kilos in the off-season and across the start of the season. And um, I think it's, it's no coincidence that he, he's playing the same sort of footy that he was at the Dogs, which raised, his, you know, obviously clubs like the Titans' attention yep. and led to him signing there. So... Um, good sign, albeit probably a season in the making for him to start playing like this, but it's been a few weeks now, and it looks like he's slowly, slowly getting back to his best. Um, MC Kilogram, just want to talk about his hair. Pretty sure he's auditioning for a, a part as Genghis Khan somewhere. It's fucking horrible. Yeah. He's got a little bit tied up at the front now. Uh, the rest is a bouffant. Then he's got a goatee and a little... A beard to go with it. I'm sure he thinks he looks cool, but Jesus Christ!
1: They're pound for pound the worst haircut side in the competition at the moment, and well, possi- I mean, possibly the worst running around. Gordon wins it on his years. own. Yeah, but you have all sorts of guys. Kind you you a
0: magnificent head of hair like you, though,
1: Nathan. I mean, Greg. I mean, Greg Bird. He's he's rock gronk cutting. You know, this season, fuck. I'm trying to think of all the other ones who have. Was Mead? Was he rocking one? Anthony Don. Anthony Don. They've got a whole bunch he's of pretty porn star top, looking yeah. jarhead of yeah. looking thing going on. Yeah, Jamal yeah. Idris, what's going on? Yeah, well, he's like, he's in Buster Rhymes for life, that mm. dude. So yeah. Anyway, have you finished talking about this game? Um, this I, I do have. We just mentioned it earlier in the show, but I do. You know, my condolences to C.J. Dixon, one of our listeners, who made a bet with MUP twenty three, and uh, the bet was that uh, whoever won, the winning margin would be converted to days. And that's how many days you had to uh, wear the uh, opposing teams. And this
0: will be their first ever bet. Never had another bet before. Really? Those two boys. Really? Ever. Re- never? Never.
1: It'll be the last to tell you. I mean, <laughs> the way it's turned out. Who would have thought they'd lose by 38 points? So, I'm up 23. Takarangi showing why the Titans knocked back Jamie Lyon into preseason. Mm-hmm. Hash, center of excellence. Oh, Hash, God. Titans 2013 premiers. Hash, real talk. Jesus. Who invited him? And he came up with another one and said... The
0: same person that can hopefully invite him out.
1: He said, uh, he came back up with another one and said, just going to say what everyone's thinking. Albert Kelly is the greatest footballer in the English family. Hash, real talk. <laughs> He's committed. He's like the U of the Titans. <laughs> Toto TV. It was nice of Channel 9 to show the Titans training session. When does the game start? Hash, Tigers in decline. Very, Hash, very fuck off, true. Tom at Fish DMC. Gilly on the bench. I hate it. He needs to be in the third row of a plane that's headed to retirement. <laughs> well, obviously that was I mean, mis- misaligned uh for Origin. Um and this is my tweet of the uh, of this game. CA photo ten again with the good tweets this week. My thoughts go out to the good folk working at Mudgy KFC tonight. Sandow slash Idris uh, slash Taylor hammering it. Jesus, skin folds in decline. Word.
0: They just have a truckload of chicken
1: just waiting. You think they could get some sort of sponsorship rights on the game? Yeah, you know, all around the ground?
0: They could afford it, based on the proceeds.
1: All right. Finally, Monday Night Foot Bitch. Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. 14 with the massive upset over South Sydney Rabbitohs. 12 Shark Stadium crowd just over 12,000 people. Sharks 14 points came from tries to John Morris and Jason Bukuya, two from two conversions from Todd Carney and a penalty goal. The Rabbitohs their 12 points came from tries to Bryson Goodwin and Sam Burgess, Reynolds two from two. Now, this was a massive, massive upset. I mean, sure was. You, should, you I mean you couldn't rule Cronulla out before the game. You know, on paper, but then in the lead up to the game. You know, Gordon pulls out; he's not playing. Gallon pulls out; he's not playing. I think. Well, for Fafita, he pulled out as well. Didn't, oh no, no, for Fafita played. Sorry, Fafita uh, carved. He up. carved them up. Yeah, who was who else? Put they had? Did Luke Lewis pull out? They had like a lot of. They lost a lot of their quality players, mm. and you'd think straight away. Well, you know, okay, the the, the fix is on. But yeah, you know, the Sharky showed a lot of heart.
0: Yeah, they really did. Um, I don't think say what you want to about Andrew Fafita, but um, he had a. An absolute amazing game. Some the stats were just remarkable, but I think the Tigers' decision to keep Matt Groat progressing um, was the right move, even considering F- Fafita's performance. Of course, uh, probably would have been better for the Tigers if Great were progressing into first grade in state of origin, like <laughs> Andrew Fafita did, not in languishing in fucking reserve grade. <laughs> it's like say. Uh, I can live with Hino. I can live with Bo Ryan. They haven't really rubbed the Tigers' noses in it with it yep. by way of their performances. Yep, yep. When you see a guy that had all the potential in the world whilst he was still out the club, so it's hardly like he's um he's never shown this sort of form before. Um, he gets a crack at a start, plays all sorts. Oh, so, sorry, come off the bench, plays all sorts of minutes. Um, had. I can't remember the exact numbers, but ran for a huge amount of meters. Um, did his work in defence. Plenty of hit ups. Um, I noticed in the in the Matty John show after Monday night football, though Gordon Talis, and I'm loath to give him too much credit, but um, he said that you know with gallon because he has such a huge work rate, he takes stats off some of the other guys in the team. So when he's out. Guys like Fafita or, or you know Hino or Gibbs or whoever it might
1: be rise right to the top a little bit. Yeah, like
0: you know because they've played with him and he's an inspirational sort of leader. It's not beyond them to to get in there and pick up the slack, which is yep. you know what Cronulla's been saying for for how long. You know we need someone to pick up the slack when Gallon plays Origin. Yeah. Um, now he's origin, so. <laughs> <laughs> origin, so I don't know how that helps them at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a, it was a fairly dominant performance from Fafita.
1: Um, Two weeks in a row. Yeah, exactly. Magnificent, and
0: and I think it's pretty clear that South had no interest in winning this game, and and just as well, um, they were penalised out of it. the 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 penalty count was horrendous, which probably makes up for some of the favourable calls we've had over the start of the season,
1: but it certainly hasn't stopped the, the sorry the the Rabbitohs fans from absolutely crying well, bloody murder. You
0: cannot stop that. Um, and and Greg Inglis, I think, you know, probably could have gone a long way to delivering a victory for South had he shown up but he uh, was
1: hopeless in this game.
0: Was really barely sighted in, in this one and um which is disappointing but I don't think you know, I think he was just keeping himself on ice for the uh for, for origin and didn't want to get too involved for fear of an injury.
1: No love for his uh club side. <laughs> at all.
0: I think Carney showed that he's he's still origin worthy, it was it was a good kicking game. Um ran the ball quite well, picked his moments um, I I just think he, he's probably short of a bit of a run and um a touchy out of form compared to Maloney. I think when you look at the way Maloney is his combination with um with Pierce, probably yeah, they were right to give him the nod. But Carney's not far off his best, I don't think.
1: The Thing with Carney is though that he's he's pretty much always on because he has to be. Yeah. Given the options around him, whereas Maloney he has he does have some missing weeks, you know, and um so. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that selection in the origin too. I mean, like, you know, uh, Maloney at his best this year has been fantastic. Sure. You know I mean, you know, I'd love to see some of that. But, you know, Carney's been there before. and There's no
0: know. denying that Maloney's in form. He's fit. Um, and Carney's probably, like I said, struggling for a run mm. and um, and a little bit out of form. Not a great deal, but, um, you know, you only have to be off a couple of degrees in origin and you get exposed. So Yeah. Um, I, I don't have an issue with his selection. I think, you know, the combination will... Um, hopefully, blossom a little bit and um, you know make it a competitive game. Sure. Which is about yeah, as much as I can hope for.
1: Okay. Dashing Dan one said the real winner out of South's success is Smith's crisps. Haven't had this much exposure since the Gobbledoc retired. Hash old jerseys. <laughs> Kareem Karan said, "Is there a team getting a better run with the refs than Souths?" Hash NRL match fixing. So there you go. That's someone who's not a South supporter looked at it and you know. Felt they need to comment on the fact that Souths were favourable. I mean, I know Souths fans were just absolutely crying murder. Though. Livid. at Maddie underscore McCabe one, aka Boom Maddie McCabe. Cronulla Sharks dominating at the dominating at the moment. Andrew Fafita is outstanding. Hash Boom Maddie McCabe. Dave uh, Davy Salter. Sharks pushed in a scrum and the ref didn't know what was happening. Never seen it before, so repack hashtags into decline. <laughs> we had at evil conspiracy. Fafita's trying to become Gallant 2.0. Hashtag is in decline.
0: Doing a fair old job.
1: Troy underscore 79. Making ex-players video refs has been a disaster. Games are now being decided by the incompetence upstairs. Hashtag refs in crisis. Jay Stibb. Sharks showed the rest of the comp how to beat Souths. Mungrel in the forward pack and sedatives in English's water bottle.
0: Yeah. Uh, he was well off his game. I don't know if it was the origin thing or, or what it was, but it wasn't happening.
1: Chapo, the creator, an understrength Sharks team beat Souths. No premiership this year for Souths. Hash, LOL at Souths. Hash, joke of the league. Mup, 23. Souths have ruled themselves out of losing to the Titans in the grand final. It'll be either the Storm or East. Hash, real talk. That's not bullshit. Unbelievable. At Drew underscore Nathan, five. The biggest positive I can take from the Sharks win is that the Broncos are no longer in the top eight which is uh, pretty concerning to our also vast hopeful. Broncos listenership. <laughs> CO Photo 10. Andrew Fafita, 23 runs for 205 metres, 10 tackle breaks, 43 tackles and one offload. There you go, there's your stats. This is the guy told to make way for Blair? Wow.
0: Well, he made way for for Matt Grote's progression isn't it? and it. You know, as you can see, Groats progressing uh, really quite well um, in
1: reserve grade. Yeah, Quasi Grote's not really doing much. Too much to see for Quasi Grodo and he's just never been able to recover. Agree. Previews for the Telstra Premiership Round 12. Okay, this one is a shortened round, obviously, because of uh, buys from uh, you know, State of Origin time. So the first one, though, Friday Night Football, the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs take on St. George Illawarra Dragons at Sydney Olympic Park.
0: I think St. George are going to have to be a whole lot better than what they were last week if they're going to be any chance in this game.
1: Yeah, doggies. Um, you know, perhaps a little surprisingly, um, they're only without Josh Morris for this game through Origin. Yeah. Uh, Dragons missing, you know, clearly two of their more consistent best players in Trent Merrin and Brett Morris. Um, you yep. know, boosted by the by the by the return of Ben Cray. Uh, not going out of the origin, um, but yeah, the dragons. You know, they got to a stage there where they'd won what three? It was it three in a row, and then they came up against Manly, um, and they almost jagged the win in that game. Um, and then since then, they've just dropped right off. So, uh, and obviously, you know, the low point of any team's season would be kept to nil by Penrith, and even be beaten by Penrith of all things. Very so, much. So, uh, you know, I think
0: the Bulldogs will roll on in this game. Yeah, I think I think the Bulldogs strong. will win this by thirteen uh, plus. And You know, they showed more than enough last week to to indicate they were well on the right track, and I I think they'll be uh,
1: too good for the Dragons by a long way. Doggies by 16 for me. Uh, Interesting to note that one of the video referees is Luke Patton, so if there's any 50-50 calls upstairs, that's a green light for the Bulldogs.
0: All other calls, was a fucking lucky dip, because his eyes point in two different directions.
1: Exactly. Next up, we have... South Sydney Rabbitohs versus the Newcastle Knights. Again, at ANZ Stadium at Sydney Olympic Park. This one is a Saturday night game. Now, this one, you know, the Knights, they were not... They weren't very good. Um, They
0: really weren't, and they've just lost some of their best players.
1: At home, they seem to be quite formidable. Uh, They've lost Darius Boyd, whether it's through Queensland selection or injury. I mean, you know, Queensland seem to think you'll be okay for the game. I mean, there was a... When, he first, when it first happened, there was a thought that he'd broken his leg. Yeah. Um, that doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, obviously, they can't have Kirk Gidley as well because he's been ruled out through injury. Um, sure, they'll want to atone to losing the Warriors. I mean, any team that loses the Warriors would want to come back pretty pretty strong. But the Rabbitohs, you know, they haven't lost in a very long time this season and they had a loss on Monday night.
0: Their yeah, forwards still look all right.
1: Yep, lo- they've lost uh, Greg Inglis, uh, was a massive loss, uh, Ben Teo, yeah, not so much, I don't think. And Chris McQueen, I think they've got him covered as well. Greg Ingalls is probably the big one they're missing. But, oh, absolutely. Uh, but he's Nathan Merritt player all year. Yeah, but Nathan Merritt from, at fullback, though, I mean, he he tends to go he's, okay. He's there. done
0: some fantastic things uh, over the course of his career from fullback. Um. Jeez, this is a tough one. I think they're going to have to go to the Rabbitohs to bounce back.
1: I'm going to go to the Rabbitohs because this is the I thing. I think they're
0: for- forwards probably more than anything. Um, through Asatasi and in, in Sam Burgess, and then with um, guys like Jeff Lima and George Burgess, opposite end of the spectrum as far as experience go, but uh, goes. But uh, I think once they get on the field, they'll keep the role going and um, probably overwhelm the Knights' forwards.
1: At the end of the day, the Rabbits. I mean, you know, their their hearts are intact. Their forward pack is, you know, pretty much intact as well. Um, and for all the complaining they they do about, you know, not getting players in New South Wales origin side, they've got to understand that their best players, you know, is a Queenslander and Green English. Their best players are Poms in the Burgess Brothers. Yeah. I mean, you know, they've got a lot of international players. Isaac Luke Kiwi. Yeah. So, you know,
0: Asatasi, Kiwi. Kiwi.
1: They got they, they got a uh, yeah, I just didn't include Asatasi cuz I don't consider him one of their better players <laughs> these days. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think South will roll on and win that game. Now we move to a Sunday afternoon 3 p.m. game. The Gold Coast Titans take on the North the North Queensland Cowboys. Um, you know, Titans coming off high, Cowboys coming off possibly the lowest low you could get. Um, losing to, you know, the last place Tigers. So you know how the Cowboys respond. They don't have. They don't top have top eight
0: bound tigers. They I don't. Think I'd like you to refer them to. That's not going to happen.
1: Boys. It's ridiculous. No JT, obviously, and I mean the Cowboys are one of the teams that gets smashed the hardest. I think in Origin time. Yeah. Um, not necessarily through numbers of players, but just Grinchy, the, qu- full the full quality of players that they lose. I mean, James Tamau, Jonathan Thurston, Brent Tate, Matthew Scott. I mean, you know, Brent Tate aside, that's a that's a you know pretty heavy duty lineup there of players to lose. Uh, so, you're going to have the the return of uh, Khalifa, Fifi, Law. Uh, Titans t- have got no Harrison, no Bird. Mm-hmm. Miles.
0: Nate Miles as well.
1: So, that's that's pretty significant sure. withdrawals from the Titans side, to be perfectly honest. I mean, that's when you start seeing, like, your Mark Minichellis and your Luca Dwyes. Yeah. You know, getting more game time, and that's not good.
0: I'm going to have to go to the Titans. I don't think the Cowboys, as I said earlier, they're psychologically beaten after their loss to the, uh, to the Tigers, who are starting to make their own charge this season. Uh, But I think the Titans will get over the top of the Cowboys fairly easily, especially at home.
1: Robert Louis, it's his chance to to own the Cowboys.
0: Good luck with that, Robert. I hope it all works out for you.
1: Yeah, I hope Titans win, and I hope that uh, someone puts a big hit on Robert Louis. I don't like wishing injury on players, but I'll make an exception. Next, we have Brisbane Broncos taking on the New Zealand Warriors at Suncorp Stadium Monday Night Footbeats you going to this one? fucking hell Monday Night Game yeah
0: I guess <laughs> I didn't even realise it was Monday Night Game
1: yeah Monday Night Game unfortunately um, now the Broncos they're missing you know through origin Sam Thiday, the captain Justin Hodges who pretty, you know barely plays anyway Corey <laughs> Parker and Matt Gillett <laughs> did I do it right? you did I did I mean but I, I, to you I, yeah okay uh, Warriors, for their part, I think they're scot free. Yeah, I think they're scot. They got Show a scot they free. Be
0: they're fucking hopeless. B. They're full of kiwis.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the Warriors coming off you know a high at home, the Broncos Monday night has been the up the upset stage uh, for many teams. But yeah, uh,
0: very much. I, th- I I reckon the guys that the Broncos would normally look to to. Um to give them a bit of spark, with the exception of Alex Glenn, they're all fucking plain Origin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It really comes through the forwards for the Broncos. Um, and I, I think the Warriors match up pretty well with them in the forwards, but they've certainly got an advantage in the backs. And um, I think that's where the Warriors might be able to do it. Just run run the, their, uh, you know, bigger guys through the middle, um, soften them up and then and get... Locke and Fisiahi and guys like that running different little angles and inside-outside plays. Um, once the forwards get a little bit fatigued, I think they'll um more than
1: capable of putting points on here. Josh Hoffman moves to the centres. Denon Kemp on the wing. Wow. Who knew he was still around? I
0: saw at the start of the season that he'd, um, they'd picked him back up, but I wasn't sure how much game time he'd get, but he's obviously getting a little bit here and see if he can make the most of his opportunity.
1: Yeah, so so who are you going? I mean, like the Warriors. I'm going to go with the Warriors. The problem I have with the the Warriors is I look at the that team and I think, wow, on paper, they are going to absolutely smash this Brisbane side. But the thing is, the Warriors have looked good on paper. Even back in 2011 when they got the grand final, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, 2012, fantastic on paper. They're the same team as the grand final team. And they came, what, pretty much Stonemulls last. So, yeah. uh,
0: it's a tough one, but I'm gonna to have to go the Warriors.
1: Yeah, Brisbane at home. I'm just gonna tip them because I find it so hard to believe that the Warriors can win win football games, no matter how horrible <laughs> the opposition is. I really, I really do. Um, obviously, Origin's gonna be coming up. We'll worry about that next week, though. We'll do our usual preview show before the game. Yes. Um. Clearly, I mean, I can. I'll give you a quick trailer for that show. I'm going to say New South Wales are going to win. You're going to say Queensland is going to win. Yes. And we're going to argue about it and, And you know, and. Hilarity will ensue. Exactly, exactly. For, you know, what, the 15 minutes or whatever that episode will go. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that or not. That is full time for episode 122. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at twi league Facebook. We're on Facebook.com forward slash this week in league. So make sure you hit the like button, share our posts, comment on stuff. Um, it's good. Tell now. us we're great. Yeah, well, it's good with Facebook now. They've added that new functionality to the comment thread, so you can actually reply to, you know, know, indented underneath the comment you actually uh, are replying to. So that's kind of cool. I don't mind using that as like a forum sort of thing. Um, iTunes, (laughs) we gave people shit last week for not giving us reviews. This week, we got three. So I can only assume that our method was correct. Exactly. And our cause was just.
0: Slam people. That's our method.
1: First one, someone by the name of uh, Gad Rock, I said, good quality, five stars, a nine V nine, so uh, that's yeah, that's mu- much like the reporting of like you know the quality of a, a torrent uh, torrented movie or something. That's pretty funny. Uh, next one, awesome five stars by um someone who's you know, bound to be a genius with the username of MWSE ten said, a uh, great podcast to complement the greatest game in the world. Love the banter and needs more swearing."
2: Jesus, really?
1: <laughs> Although if the hash tigers in decline decline any further, then Glenn may be ordering. Some, what, let me. Do, he may be ordering some damn from Doctor Phil Nischke <laughs> <laughs> And so that's at uh, Benny 27 from Twitter, who um I think uh, I'm pretty sure I saw a tweet from them was it last week a week before saying I'm going to be I'm going to listen to this week in league for the very first time. So they've, they've come on board and give us a review and Straight also sent it. us a message saying yeah, which I like to so, say uh, welcome aboard. And uh, finally we've got a. Uh, Machu, five stars from someone by the name of uh, Nomarg. Love your work, guys. Keep it coming. Okay. <laughs> cool. Cool. Sure, but sweet. Cool, Nomarg. Okay, now, fantasy football, the private group. It's fucking the same every week, pretty much. Number one, again, Dane Laurie for PM, with a lead of. Oh, down, cut down to 113 points, so now it's getting close. Mighty Bulldogs in second, Toove's Superdudes in third, El Ducho's Dopers in fourth, Sherwood Scorpions in fifth, Sea Eagle Assassins in sixth, Schultz Dentistry in seventh, Cerberus in eighth, Do the Hail and Shake in nine, and Honor Blood Buzz, ten. So it's good to see pretty much everyone in the top ten is a Manly fan. Now, tipping. Also like that. The Real Jedi He maintained his first position. He actually increased it back out to three points in the lead, and he got five out of eight in the last week. That's pretty fucking good tipping, considering the circumstances of last week. Um, We've got three points behind Voodoo, Rock, and Lynn tied on 64. Uh, We've got Williams, 277 on 63, Desi's Ducks, 63, Shell Geddes, 63, Boxcard, Jason, 63. Animal NZ in 8th on 62, Aussie 11198 in 61, Big Dan on 61, and also on 61 in 11th, unknown. So we still have some stock of the Revelation shirt, hats, and stubby cools in the stores. They so hit up this week in league.com forward slash shop, and uh big shout out to uh, all the people who bought stuff over the last week. Yeah, absolutely bombarded we had, the last yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. It's I fantastic. Mean, I think for, for the sizes that aren't completely sold out, like I think for the t shirts, I think small, small are gone, aren't they?
0: From memory, I think they are. and Two the, XL's uh, gone. Two XL's gone. I think XL's gone as well.
1: X, oh, medium, no, Medium's gone. Okay. The, the last Medium went. I think there's uh, there's there's five or less L and XL, from what I can remember. So hook in. So hook in, yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, got some cool, <laughs> cool uh, mock-ups for the Tigers in decline. Uh, I'll have to get them done up, you know, done properly. And I'll put them online. Um, I, I have to thank... Um, Andy Kint for the, the idea with the backwards evolution shirt I mean, he said start with a tiger with a premiership and end with an emaciated tiger but I've actually thought of a better way of doing that that it actually works on the design and everything, so it look kind of cool um so yeah looking forward to it <laughs> and I'd just it like to say one of us. and I'd just like to say that I will preemptively say that if New South Wales win Origin this year I shall be producing a uh, a one in a row <laughs> t-shirt for New South Wales supporters to buy so um yeah, just keep that in the back of your mind because that show will be coming in about what six weeks.
0: <laughs> it's already not relevant.
1: Yes. Well, we will find out. It's uh, very late here, Glenn. This may be his last show because um he may
0: uh I'm going to struggle to make it home.
1: He would crash in a, in a fireball and and like the about two or three was it two or three weeks ago where we had a late night and um mm. and you you drove down Milton Road for 100 meters on the wrong side of the road.
0: Yes. Yes, good times. Shouldn't tell my wife that because I got um, home last week and she was wide awake. I said, what the "Fuck, are you doing?" It's like twelve
1: thirty. I said, "You told you, you told her." She listened to the show. No, no, no. I told her. to say she wouldn't listen to this anymore. Exactly. I mean, she, she, had, she had the novelty where she listened yeah, to it like that's once. That's right.
0: Um, <laughs> but I said, "What are you doing up?" She goes, "Oh, I can't. I can't sleep till you get home." I said, "Fuck! It's gonna make for some late Tuesday nights for you." <laughs> I said to her tonight. That, uh, you know, you really need to get, learn to go to sleep. Yeah. Don't worry about me. Yeah. You know, what's the worst that could happen? You get a big insurance payout. Big deal.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, like 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 most people, you know, we're probably worth more, more dead than alive. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> See you next week. I'm off to commence my journey. See ya.